1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash acast. Code acast.
0: Like Zoe, Mama, I go What up, Zoe? Relentless. What up, Zoe? Relentless. What's this? What's what? What was all that?
2: What, what's going on here? That's me dancing. I didn't. I did not get the memo. It's me this. dancing
1: because we. Well, it's, we me d- it's me dancing because...
2: Well, you got the dancing belt, Zoe.
1: It's bittersweet because it's our season finale. Hey, last one of 2021. Last man. one of 2021. And I think this... Not think. I know this actually is our best season that we've had so That's, far. Yeah. And I am happy dancing because, you know, we're wrapping it up in a very yeah. positive way.
2: Ungentlemanly.
1: Yeah. And... um. little secret we just came out of a meeting to plan 2022 and season three so i'm excited to wrap up this season and have people excited for what's going to come in the next couple weeks so that's why i was that's exciting swinging my arms and dancing
2: what's happening the next few weeks big announcements and whatnot
1: yeah coming out of that meeting was um it was eye-opening and it was exciting it was eye-opening yeah i think it was eye-opening
2: you learned some things I think so. Okay, I learned some things, too. Let's cheers you, to that, then. Cheers. Cheers to uh, this past year.
1: Cheers to this past year. Cheers to episode 19? Either 19
2: or 20.
1: I think it's 19. I don't think we hit 20 this season. Hey. Yeah. Cheers to episode 19. And, you know, thank you for doing what you do for this podcast. And Me? Yeah. You. Oh, that, oh! That, you're talking to me. Do you want me to give you your flowers? Yes or no? No, I, I'll take the flowers. Yeah, yeah uh, take the fucking okay. flowers. I didn't know that. You were doing. Thank you. Thank you for you know doing what you do and putting up with my bullshit, <laughs> um, off air and behind the scenes, um, you know, and also being supportive and experimental and everything. You know, we gained thirteen thousand TikTok followers. In just this season alone.
2: Well, thank you, Zoe. Yeah, and we,
1: we're breaking crazy records every single episode. Nice. And, you know, I just appreciate the work that you do. Hopefully, you get some giao. <laughs> I know you have more visibility, and the, the girls are the light skin lovers are looking for you. So, light skin lovers. I mean, oh my we'll goodness. see. I hope everyone thinks that my podcast is going to bring them relationships. <laughs> so, interesting <laughs> to see how this podcast brings you a relationship. Clearly.
2: That's not what we're... Oh, bad. this makes me sound weird.
1: <laughs> we just podcast for the niggas and the bitches.
2: No, I just we, seen this girl. Need, I was like, oh, she got, she got a friend. Oh, okay, no, yeah, I want to be associated with that. We just
1: need some visibility. We're just, you we, just
2: happen to be good at podcasting.
1: So, <laughs> the yeah. only reason why we podcast is we hope that one day we'll reach someone who's actually interested in us and wants to be in a relationship with us. That's the only reason why we do this.
2: Yeah, yeah, for the bitches. For
1: the nigga, (laughs) For the bitches and the niggas. (laughs) But regardless of that.
2: Yeah, how you feeling? I feel really good. After um after the 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 year we just had, you Mm -hmm. know, um lots of things going on uh you know, in today's society, mm-hmm. in pop culture, between, you know, just everything. So, what's on your mind? Have you been going out? You got any crazy stories? What's, uh, people like knowing the world is though, you know? So, how are you feeling?
1: I don't think I have. Actually, surprisingly, in the last two weeks, I don't have any crazy stories, per se. Mm. Um, you know, like I said, I still dibble and dabble and go out and have a few drinks with my friends. But I haven't had anything, like, crazy happen to me like I usually have, which is a first. Um, But, you know, uh, Toronto is basically going to go on lockdown. They kind of basically took away our New Year's Eve because we, I know. Like literally. Like literally. So anyone who doesn't live in Toronto, um, our premier announced that basically clubs can only operate at 50% capacity and restaurants and nightclubs and bars cannot serve alcohol after 10 p.m., and restaurants have to close at 11 p.m. So I, I they basically just said, fuck you, New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I love New Year's. Like New Year's is my thing. Oh, yeah, like, like every New Year's I, I go out, I get dressed up, I go to like a nice dinner with my friends. And, you know, I either find a party or we throw a party or something. So
2: You're more of a New Year's gal than a Halloween gal.
1: I am definitely more of a new... Because the thing is, I just love New Year's Eve. I love the idea of, like, starting a new year. I love the whole deal of, like, January 1st and, like, ending a year and reflecting and setting goals and all that stuff. I really love New Year's Eve and, like, going into a new year. Um, So it's upsetting for me because I'm like, yo, I have, like, a really good tradition going with New Year's Eve and I feel like our premier, Doug Ford, just completely just shit on it.
2: Fucking Timbit.
1: Yeah, so... I mean, from a reflective point of view, 2021 was...
2: It's crazy because we started 2021 like this.
1: Yeah. And we're ending it like we started 2021 in a lockdown. (coughs) Sorry. And then we opened up like pretty much all the way open. And now we're we were outside, literally outside traveling all the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. And now we're back in this closed lockdown. But I'm personally not like too concerned with like the variant, you know what I mean. Yes, I t- case what's up. Yes, cases are going up, and you know people are testing positive, but hospitalizations aren't as crazy as they were, which is good. I think yeah. the death toll is also not as crazy, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's what I'm looking at. Because like at the end of the day, it's winter. Yeah, we're in flu, flu season. season. People yeah. are gonna get sick regardless, right? This virus obviously is not going away and will not go away anytime soon. So it just makes more sense for this virus to be more transmissible. In the winter. So personally, I'm not scared of like, you know, like, oh, my God, like this, this and that and all this commotion and blah, blah, blah. We got to buy toilet paper. I'm not doing that. And yeah, I never yeah. have done that. I hope
2: that doesn't occur, too. I know.
1: I hope it doesn't. But knowing people, it probably will.
2: Yeah. And people the way people react. To exactly. This.
1: but I'm just going to continue to protect myself, wash my hands. I have um, two vaccines in me.
2: Likewise, I feel like also this was like very much a product of mishandling by the government. I think there's um, past lockdowns we've had crazy. We can look back to various lockdowns we've had. And it was like, oh, maybe, you know, people who refused to get um, vaxxed or people who weren't complying with things. um, I think there was enough vaccinated people that we this shouldn't be happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I really feel like the government dropped the ball on this. And that's what's frustrating the most. Um, That's what I don't know. I was having this conversation with my Uber driver who's like. One of these frontline workers that don't get enough credit, you know, people who are driving cars, restaurant workers, cooks and stuff like that. People are going to have to, that are going to bear the brunt of this. Yeah. Is, is terrible.
1: Yeah. And it's also like with the vaccine and stuff like that, like people um, still don't know how vaccines work. And obviously, like I said, we are seeing a good amount of breakthrough cases with vaccinated people, Um which is, I think is scaring a lot of people. Be like, oh, well, the vaccine doesn't work because look how many people who are still getting sick and are vaccinated, you know what I mean? But hopefully, and with making it seem like, those people aren't in the hospital, which is the good thing, right? And those people are not, hopefully, not dying at a higher rate than yeah. those that are unvaccinated. So
2: This variant is ravaging the league, though, man. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, like the, the NBA and the NHL, NHL. I'm pretty sure the NHL just announced today that they're postponing all games until after Christmas break. Wow.
2: So. And Christmas break for the NBA is like. One of the, like, I... There's like, no Christmas break in the NBA. No, sorry. I meant, like, Christmas Day. In oh, NBA yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like one of the marquee days. You of know, course. all the matchups, and we're not going to see anybody. Like, there's going to be no Kevin Durant or all these people. Are they
1: going to be in health and safety protocols and, until Christmas Day, you think?
2: Well, some of these players, yeah, they're, they're saying. Some of them tested positive, so they... Oh, for sure. You know, so there's going to be a lot of missing stars, and I, I just hate that. I hate when it compromises the things we enjoy to that extent, you know? It's also
1: interesting because, you know... Kyrie Irving has been very vocal about not getting the vaccine and he has, as some may say, fought the good fight and some. has, yeah, some may say he fought the good fight and was not pressured to take the vaccine. Um, Says he can and, be
2: swayed with a plant-based one. Yeah, well, he was just, I don't know,
1: whatever <laughs> Kyrie Irving's talking about. but he,
2: he treats being an NBA superstar like being a key holder at Foot Locker. Like, it's, yeah. l- it's really just his part-time job that he does sometimes yeah. when he
1: feels Yeah, exactly. Like so, you know, he held out, and surprisingly, Brooklyn did announce that they will be taking him back as a part-time player, which I still don't completely understand, and he oh, he's only going to play in away games.
2: Well, this just lets you know how bad the league is being ravaged by yeah. COVID, that they're going to let players who aren't vaccinated come back because they have so many vaccinated players that are – Entering protocol. Yeah. And he entered protocol the first day back. That's what I'm saying. So
1: (laughs) then they announced that he was gonna come back to the Brooklyn Nets and play as a part time player. But then they announced that he was put in health and safety protocol. So did he just test positive like his first day back? And they were like, fuck, we gotta put this guy in quarantine now. I
2: think he showed up to practice or the facilities and they were like, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Oh my god.
1: I mean it's it's weird to think about, but I really hope. The NBA doesn't shut down because that is when if we go back to March 2020, the reason why I think the world kind of shook up when COVID was like really, really happening was because the NBA announced that it was suspending all games. That announcement, I I think that announcement was like the pin drop.
2: It was like the, you know, the purge, how they play that noise before. The, yes. That's the NBA yes. ending in 2020 March was was that. That it was, was like, oh, the horn. That was here. the
1: purge horn. <laughs> because I remember getting that news. I was at work and they were like, oh, at my old job. And they were like, oh, make sure you guys take like your, your um, laptops home and your computers home and blah, blah, in case, you know, we have to take an extra week off. Never seen that office since. And I remember them announcing that the NBA was... Suspending all games until further notice. And then ever since then, it was just like dominoes, boom, boom, yeah. shut down. Cities were shutting down. This was shutting down. Uh, what's it called? Governors were taking stay at home orders. People were mm-hmm. buying toilet paper out of their ass. It was just like, and ever since then. So now,
2: Rudy Gobert, man. Fuck literally,
1: Gobert. fast forward to December 2021. And now the NBA is like, oh, again? everyone's getting sick and da da da. And there's rumors of suspending games. I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. We're hearing the purge horn again. <laughs> And I don't want to go into another lockdown, but...
2: (sighs) They're saying that uh, the variants, Delta and Omarion, are going to join forces like Vegeta and Goku and, like, form a super variant. I
1: really hope that doesn't happen. No, it's
2: going to be like Spider-Man No Way Home, but, like, COVID variants. (laughs) I I hope that doesn't happen. Me neither, man. That sounds very scary.
1: Yeah, but even speaking... Oh, my God. Speaking of Spider-Man, if you haven't... I saw Spider-Man this morning. If you haven't...
2: Spoiler alert.
1: Literally, if you haven't seen... Spider-Man, No Way Home.
2: We're going to say this like two or three more times before we really get yes. into this. If you are listening to this podcast and you have not seen No Way Home yet, you may want to fast, fast forward, forward through this part. Fast we're gonna, forward we're to gonna, we're gonna the next minute
1: mark. <laughs> Whatever is in our description, fast forward to that. Next category for you. Yeah, because... Come
2: back to this after you've watched it because we're going we're gonna to break things down here and y'all know I'm a Marvel nigga, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't... I'm a mar- I am like Marvel, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, a Marvel nerd, but I do enjoy, like, superhero movies, and I did grow up on superhero movies, and Spider-Man was one of the biggest superhero movies that we used to watch as a kid, like my sister and yeah. I. So, um, with No Way Home, and, you know, we heard the rumors, like I said, spoiler alert, this is the last I'm going to say, you this had, is a up until spoiler this point, alert. It's your fault at this point. If you are still listening, this is your fault. Anyways, <laughs> we heard the rumors about... <laughs> We heard the rumors about, um, you know, like, old Spider-Mans coming back from the multiverse and showing their face, like, you know, whatever. They're going to fight the good fight, all the spider Mans together. They literally, like... The Spider-Man made, dems. Yeah, they literally made this movie, like, the Spider-Man meme, where everyone, like, the Spider-Mans are yeah. at each other. I think they kind of saw they the meme and was like, let's do this. Did you
2: notice when they did it a few yeah, times? Yeah, they did do it yeah, a few yeah, times, yeah, which yeah, I yeah, love. Yeah. So,
1: in case you didn't realize, yes... Um, Andrew Garfield And Tobey Maguire Do come back As Spider-Man And Peter oh. Parker Just from different universes Which I think Was so 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 good yeah. um, And they did
2: it well And know? they did
1: it very well And like I knew left, Yeah you know? The scene Where um, Ned has like the, the magician's ring And he's doing Like yeah, the yeah. swirl around To like open the portal Did you know Right when you saw him I saw So the thing is When he opened the portal And mm. then I saw Spider-Man come out and I heard the voice. I was like, "Okay, that's not that's not Tom Holland." Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. "It's not Tom Holland. It's gonna be somebody else. It's gonna be somebody else." And,
0: and then, then it's like, "Oh my god!" It's Andrew
1: it's Garfield. Yeah. A, and then he takes off his mask. The oh, this is great! My child. <laughs> Literally, and then he takes off his mask, and it's Andrew Garfield. I'm like, "Oh, okay, well." And <laughs> then I'm like, "Okay, where's Toby? Where because?" When you
2: saw, did you see a pack theater?
1: No, well, my th- well, I went today, this morning. So my theater was. Th-
2: you saw a matinee show.
1: I had to go this morning at eleven a.m. COVID has completely fucked up Spider Man No Way Home because <laughs> they had to separate everyone's tickets. They had to move everyone around because okay. now theaters only or what's called occupy at fifty percent capacity. So I had to go this morning at eleven a.m. to watch it, and my was, the- there was people in the theater obviously, yeah. but there was yeah, there was that reaction of like. Ah, oh
2: my God. See, I when I saw I saw it last night. Right? Yeah, and when I saw it, that was that's the night before the deadline for COVID protocols right. went into place. So it was a packed every single oh, seat was full. Damn. And let me tell you, man, it was like a concert in there. Mm. Every single time a spoiler was revealed, when when Andrew Garfield came, like the way people were standing up, clapping. Really? Yeah, wow. It, it was lit. Um, another really big spoiler too. Uh, you know. Daredevil was in it Matt yes, Murdock yes. and I thought that that, uh, that was amazing for me like I could not get over that. Yeah. Um and I I really liked that because I felt one um you know these these restrictions just came into play so I don't know when I'm going to be able to see a full movie theater mm-hmm. um and watch a sh- and it was like an event it, you know we all experienced it together. However, I did feel old as hell cuz they were like some like teenagers that were like sitting. Me and my, I, I went. I like I, the person I went with, we had to sit in opposite rows because oh. tickets were so scary. It was like getting on tickets. Oh like, wow, it was it was crazy. And they sold out every show. And there was these kids in front of us. I kept talking. They're like videotaping the 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 con- every moment where people are freaking out. They're smoking, blowing smoke in the air. And What? I was just they like, were smoking inside. Yes. Who? These kids that were just watching the. They were sitting in front of me. Smoking in the moment, what? A vape pen.
1: Oh, oh! And they're just
2: vaping, blowing it out as if like no one can see it. I remember just oh my like God. say, I remember like like almost getting into it a little bit with them, and then I remember the lights coming on after and realizing, mm-hmm. yo, these are youths. Bro. These are kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like man. but um, people need to learn how to act at the movies. That's that's all I wanted to say about that. That kind of compromised my experience, but it was it was a yeah. basic movie though. I really
1: enjoyed it, and I'll probably actually I probably won't see it again because I don't want to have to go through the whole like. Capacity, like struggle to find tickets thing. Lot. Yeah, it was, but um, I really enjoyed it, and like I said, I really enjoyed Tom Harland as Spider Man. But like to me, Tobey Maguire will always be my Spider Man because that's the Spider Man that I grew up on. That Spider Man that I spent so much time watching and like you know what I mean, like engaging with. And we were so excited to Spider Man One, yeah. Two, and Three. Um, so yeah, just uh, for nostalgia purposes, I love Tobey Maguire. So like, I didn't. It was funny because my sister was like, oh, like, you're going to cry. And I'm like, I'm not going to cry when I go see this movie. She's like, oh, yeah, you're going to cry. You're going to see it you're going to cry. I'm like, I'm not going to go and cry. And then, like, when I saw Tobey Maguire, I was like, I, Like, my <laughs> eyes started to fill up a little bit, and I was like, oh, bitch, I'm going to cry.
2: <laughs> I felt the same thing. Like, I didn't, like, cry or anything, but I did. It was so emotional, like, just yeah. seeing my childhood, like, them just on screen like that in the banter that they had, like, mm-hmm. the little references they were making was so... It was, it was fan service, yeah. don't get me wrong. It
1: was very fan-serving. But very. It was,
2: it, if there's any example of fan service done right, Spider-Man No Way Home was that. Mm-hmm. There was a few moments that I did think were a little like Jamie Foxx being like, Oh, I thought Spider-Man would be black. Yeah, you know? yeah, was a little yeah. Like, eh, I was like, huh. You could have done that better. Yeah. Even the post credit scene.
1: Right. Well, they, okay, we won't go that far. Okay, we won't go, go that lane. far,
2: but all, all I'll say about the post credit scene as a really big Spider-Man fan they could have really hit a home run with that, and I don't think they set it up. Wrong. Well, there were
1: two post credit scenes. I'm talking the about first the first one, I'm talking the first one. What was the first? Oh, I think okay, yeah, I know. The what second you're talking one about. was more so. I yeah I'm yeah all, I won't get to, yeah, but the first one, I'm excited to see. Because I love him, man. Yeah, so do I. I
2: and I, that's all I'll say. That's revealing enough. Yeah, to say
1: that, but, so do I. But like I said, if you haven't, even you see we, people leave the theater. Yeah, well, people. My like people. My sister always taught me. Well. We knew when we knew we were kids. Like anything Marvel, like never leave after the credits. Hello, like there's always something at the end credits. So
2: remember seeing the rookies.
1: Yeah, we. I knew to sit down and stay exactly. Um, I knew to sit and stay and watch um, the credits. And then my sister Googled to let me know that there's two credits that I have to sit and watch. So I sat and watched through two credits. Um, But or not two credits. Sorry, there were two end clips. So I made sure I watched the first one and even though I didn't really care for the second one, I watched the first one and the second one.
2: But same with uh, the previous Spider-Man actually uh, Far From Home had two post-credit scenes.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's exciting nonetheless and if you saw it, I know it's super it's going to be emotional for like our generation, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and I think Zendaya and Tom Holland, they did a really 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 good job. They're I mean, they're dating in real life, but their chemistry is just really I think Tom Hall he's such a sweetheart. Like yeah. even hey. Stan Lee said like he like Spider Man was made for Tom Holland. Like when he wrote Spider Man, he literally like Tom Holland embodies everything. Yeah, that Stanley wanted. Nerdy to, yeah, Peter
2: Parker, low key. Yeah, like yeah.
1: That. So he's like basically Tom Holland embodies everything that he wanted Spider Man to be. So I, also, I think he's really. I to me, I didn't really like Andrew Garfield. I didn't like him because he's too
2: cool to be Peter Parker. Peter a little Parker's bit supposed to be a nerd that gets bullied. And yeah, and Andrew Garfield looks like he gets tings. Like yeah, I just, like I couldn't. He's way too like the way he cool like talks and like his his little banter and jokes is like yeah. mm, You wouldn't need to be Spider Man to pull Mary Jane right, right, Garfield, right. Like, in yeah, series, you know? yeah. Um, wh- one other thing that I don't want to harp on Spider Man too long, but Willem Dafoe is the guy that played Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. That man is one of the greatest working actors right. that we have today. I think he he is such a good actor. And he's one of seen, the best
1: Marvel villains.
2: Yeah, because the way that he portrayed uh Green Goblin a second time
1: was mm-hmm. like I was after scared. how many years, right? Years. Yeah.
2: I, I was like taken back by his performance. He he's he did a great job. Um so shout out to Willem Dafoe. I really liked his portrayal of, of Green Goblin
1: yeah but i mean if you i guess if you listen this far then you would know hopefully you already saw it but if you didn't see it and you listen to the spoilers <laughs> go see it for yeah, yourself even for if, even if we did spoil it for you it's still worth seeing it's still an for experience, yourself yeah. and yeah, so it's still an experience and for me at least it was a tearjerker and i'm i'm really glad that this movie's they're supposed to do a billion their first week wow. i think they're already at 500 so the movie budget was 200 million and I think they're already made five hundred like eighty seven million dollars.
2: Well, they made they made that back in the weekend. They oh, for it, sure, it had a top seven opening weekend. Ever. Yeah, so and uh, it's
1: estimated to make a billion dollars its first week. So I really hope they hit that because everyone involved deserves it. Yeah. It was a really really good movie, um, and I liked it a lot. And there'll
2: be more Spider Man movies, so mm-hmm. like it just sets it up for for more. I I love this kind of stuff as a Marvel person. I anticipate it. I do the you know the Easter eggs and everything, and it's mm-hmm. just great. Um, And Spider-Man, I don't know, everyone grew up on Spider-Man 100% Everyone can find some middle ground with that nerd that, you know, almost hides the good things that he's able to I don't know, there's a lot you can get out of Peter Parker Mm -hmm. Some people like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man and Mm -hmm. Tony Stark or whatever But, you know, Peter Parker speaks for another demographic
1: Yeah, it was a good time Yeah, I really enjoyed it, but I think everyone's, whether you've read a spoiler or not, definitely deserves to watch it Of course yeah, but with that kind of being said, um, or kind of going to go into like another topic, so I was talking to some of my friends recently about like you know the year is ending and they're talking about like dating and like relationships and all that stuff, and you know people are like, oh, like next year I want to like be in love and
2: cuffing season, you know,
1: want a relationship and blah blah blah, and we we're talking about kind of like, I guess like dating standards, mm-hmm. um. And I have a lot of friends who have been involved with men with money. Okay. Whether they make their money legally, ha- legally or illegally, they are involved. I wouldn't in- even put it, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, however they <laughs> make however it. However they do it. You know? Yeah. yeah. However they like make their from, money.
2: Like a man from RC Projects once said, you can't knock the hustle.
1: Exactly. So, however they make their money, um, they do it. So, I remember I had a friend like recently, she was talking about like this guy that we both know. Um, And, you know, this guy kind of liked her or whatever, whatever. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, he's okay, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, he's broke. And I was like, "Mm, what do you mean he's broke? And she was like, yeah, like, he's just broke. And I was like, I don't think he's broke. I just don't think he's, like, you know, he doesn't have, like, scammer, drug dealer money. And she was like, okay, yeah, like, maybe you're right. So I was like, okay, so are we becoming so, like, okay, so as a woman, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, whether you date date a man who has money. It's weird, and I've noticed a lot of my friends do this, or like women that I know do this, right? They get into this kind of mindset that they start to date men who can provide in abundance financially. And then they start looking at men who I would never call broke, but just, you know, they
2: are not in that. They make an honest living. Yeah, Yeah. they're
1: not in that tax bracket, but they still make an honest living. And they look at them as broke. Like they've, to some women, not all, to some women, those men have become the new air quotations, broke men. But it's like, it's weird. And to me, I've always thought, like, if I were to ever-
2: Inflation is killing relationships,
1: That's Relationship inflation.
2: Yes, it's relationship
1: inflation. inflation. That is literally it. Like, no, thank you. It's literally relationship inflation. Because like I said, a lot of women that I know, they get into experiences when they're dating men, like I said, who can provide in abundance financially. And then they start looking at men who are in maybe a lower tax bracket as broke, but they're nowhere near broke. They're just not making thousands of dollars a week or, you they know, they don't have
2: thousands to spend on like frivolous, you know, yeah. activities like, but yeah, like going out to dinner. Is literally.
1: Good. So like relationship inflation, I think, and I've talked about it with,
2: it's fucking up everybody both. Like I'll give the male perspective in a second. Yeah. But yeah it's.
1: it's I, I, I can definitely recognize it from a woman's perspective, how it's kind of fucking us up because like, even I was thinking like, okay, I've definitely dated Guys who have more money than others, right? I've dated guys who, you know, can afford to take me out to really nice dinners or can afford to, I've dealt with guys who can afford to fly me to their city or whatever city they're in and pay for literally everything to the point where I don't even know where my wallet is. You know what I mean? So I've had that experience, but I, I do understand that as a woman, when you do or if you ever do get to that place where you're dating men who have more financial freedom, how it can be a little difficult to navigate the dating space moving forward if you and that man don't work out. Do you see what I mean? Because even like now... I'm not saying my expectations are. Oh, you have to buy me gifts and fly me here and fly me there. But but after
2: you've had some of but that. But after you've
1: had some of that, you kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of like I liked the way that worked out, and maybe my love language is changing a little bit, and maybe I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of want to continue messing with men in that tax bracket. But I kind of like it here. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's literally like I like it here. But you also have to be careful not to discredit the men who might not be making. That much money, but like I, I see both sides. So you can give it from a male perspective. Some, some women may
2: be like, "Why? Like, if I can get that, why should I settle for that?" Right. But it, I guess what we're talking about is whether that man's broke or not. Right? Yeah. Um. I'll I'll start with um, you know, this. It reminds me of a joke that Chris Rock has uh, famously said about relationships and dating and women's expectations, bad expectations. He says that uh, men can't go backwards sexually, and women can't go backwards in lifestyle. Meaning mm-hmm. that once a man has, you know, a certain sexual experience of the relationship, he kind of makes that his standard and he when only he, wants... Yeah,
1: when he gets the throat goat.
2: Yeah, when he meets the throat goat, it's the like, ball all right, juggler. only throat goats from here on out. <laughs> and then, you know, when it, the lifestyle part, when it comes to women, it this is, you know, I'm, I'm, it's what Chris Rock said, you know, don't come yeah. to me. But uh, he'll say, you know, once... A woman will be with a guy that has a car you know or has his own place it's like hey i can't fuck with a dude that doesn't have that anymore Mm -hmm. you know um which you know both of us like men and women would get killed for but i i think there's logic in that like that does make sense um and when we're talking about the way that this relationship inflation really you know hinders both sides i can literally say from a first-hand experience as a man like there's been women that i've maybe interested in or wanted to talk to or something like that and maybe from like you know being super judgmental looking the way she carries herself or whatever that you felt like or maybe you know maybe you've like heard her express this explicitly where it was like I don't have like I don't got a bag like that to be able to Mm -hmm. like I know I could be the type of person where you know I could I, I could engage with her and I could do this but it's like that's important like you need that bag to be you know, this to be even be possible, you know? So right. sometimes it can, you know, dudes will not even shoot the shot or even inquire or even try and put themselves in a situation where they could potentially be talking to a girl just because they don't think they got it like that because of this perception. And I think social media does have a lot uh, to blame, but I don't know. It's, it, it's crazy. It's, it's hindering on both sides.
1: It is hindering on both sides. Like it really is. But I mean, how do
2: you feel about that though? Like, do you think that's, Cause I feel like I've expressed that before on this podcast where I was like, you know, I I feel like I don't make enough to have the type of relationship that I want. Cause I'd want to be able to provide certain things for a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? And if I don't have it like that yet, then it's like, all right, I'm a, I'm a inquire about a serious relationship when I can, but yeah, you feel like it's fair for men to do that?
1: A hundred percent. I feel like it's fair for men to do that. I mean, I can't tell you how you want to provide for a woman, right? So if you genuinely feel that you're in a place where you can't or or not able to provide for a woman the way you want to be, I would never shame you for that. That's yeah, literally yeah. your personal values and that you want, right? So I can't be like, oh, you should be date. Like, I have a lot of guy friends who have been in that position where it's like, yo, I'm not in the place financially where I want to be, so I don't want a serious relationship. I can't be like, well, you should just get one anyways because, like, why not? No, if that's what you want and that's your values, you 100% should be able to stick to that without being judged or yeah. looked at a certain way. Um, but from a woman's perspective... I feel like when men tell us that we need to be a little bit more understanding because what if we get into it? And then it's like, yeah, this is not what the fuck I signed up for. But technically he did warn us. Wait, what do you, what do you mean? Like if a man tells me, for example, oh, like, you know, I really like you, but I'm not in a space right now where I'm making, you know, like yeah, I said, yeah. money. I remember Steve Harvey in that movie, Think Like a Man. He said men, women have a biological clock and men have a financial clock. Right, So men want to be able to make, some men, not all, I don't know how you know men think, men want to be able to make a certain money by a certain time in their life or whatever. By 30, I want to make six figures. I want to have this or what, right?
2: Yeah. So I think it's a fair generalization. Yeah,
1: as a woman, if a man tells you, you know, I'm not in the financial space to be dating, I feel like we have to respect that rather than pressure it and then realize, oh, maybe this nigga is, air quotations, broke. But he warned us. He like he literally said, like, hey, I'm not really in this financial space. And you're like, oh, well, I can provide, and I can pay for the dates, and I can blah, blah, blah. But, even that can, but then you might turn around and be like, oh, my God, this nigga's really broke. But then it's like, <laughs> even that rubs me the wrong way, because
2: it's like, is that broke, or I just can't afford a relationship in, I think, Toronto, too, makes it more expensive. <laughs> like, 100%. You know?
1: To me, okay, that, that's the thing. When it comes to girls throwing around the word broke,
2: when broke it comes to men, world. broke
1: is a powerful, powerful word, word. and <laughs> I can understand why it may um, tickle men the wrong way when women call them broke. Because I've actually, I witnessed women when we're on Clubhouse, yeah. right? I witnessed women on Clubhouse call niggas broke and like mm-hmm. not even know who the man is. Just, oh, you can't cash at me. You can't cash at the moderators. You broke nigga. And men will get up. Fucking set You know what I mean Like you don't know What a man's going through Behind the screen Whatever right It's a
2: response A lot of the time When men question Paying for dates and stuff And like women will be like Just say you're broke You know Yeah yeah yeah
1: And to me like Like I said Bro When it comes to broke It's like When I think of someone Who's broke I think like You know Like you really like, you're, just, you're not doing anything, you're not working towards anything, and you're literally just, like, scrounging by. Like This, this is
2: good. People have different perspectives yeah, and levels of broke.
1: For sure. And it's, like, for me, it's, like, okay, this guy is not doing, maybe he's not working because he's not really looking for jobs or whatever, so he can't afford to, or, no, he puts, like, I don't know, just things. It's, like, he's not being financially responsible. He's also not trying. So that is what I would consider, like, you're broke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you don't have a job. You're not trying to get a job. You still live at home. You don't have a car. You don't, you're not trying to work towards those things. I, I agree. That's broke to me.
2: Well, actually, you know what? There's, I, I agree with like that notion, but I do make a slight distinction in my head where actually, I'm pretty sure I didn't make this up. I'm pretty sure, another comedian, Dave Chappelle, I'm quoting all these <laughs> great comedians. Um, mm-hmm. He was kind of saying how broke is not having money. It's literally just like your bank, the funds is not there. Yeah. I think, like, what you just described, like, not having the motivation. You don't have a plan to go. To me, that's poor. When you're poor and you don't have, like, a plan to even get yourself out of this or the motivation. So, wait, sorry.
1: Distinguish the two. So, you're saying there's two different things. There's broke and there's poor?
2: Yeah. Like, I feel like there are two different experiences and mindsets. I feel like broke is when you just don't have it. Like, you just don't have that in your account right now. Okay. And then... Or is when it's like you're blaming everybody else for not you're waiting for a handout. You don't mm. even want to dig yourself out of this situation, you know. And I think that mentality, having a poor mentality, that's what I'm calling it. Okay, um, is what a woman should stay the fuck away from.
1: Right. Okay. You know? Fair. Okay. So fine. That is my you, the way I think about it. That's okay. Not a so literally, if so, if you are looking at your bank account and you don't have, you literally don't have income, Worse. I would consider that broke. Or not, you're not income. If you don't have, okay. I mean, okay, let's say you don't have any, like you, you have zero disposable income.
2: Zero disposable income.
1: Disposable.
2: Meaning your rent and your phone bill is paid and all that. Yeah. But you don't have money to buy pizza on the weekend or go on a date. That's broke. Yes. There we go. Yes. What I'm describing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's fine. I That's- mean, it's not fine for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm fine to distinguish that as broke. And I think but, you
2: should know if you're broke and know not to put you, like, you know, you'll stay broke if you don't,
1: <laughs> well, right? I mean...
2: you don't manage that properly.
1: You have to know when you're broke in order to work towards not being broke. Yeah. You have to acknowledge when you're broke, right? Because, yes. like, when I was in school...
2: That's vulnerability. And, and we yeah, know when, when I was in university
1: and I was also living downtown, I was paying rent, I had to... Fill my Presto, whatever, whatever. Um, I wouldn't say that I was like I had no disposable income, but disposable income was very limited when I was in university. Like I was on OSAP for school. I had to pay for books. Like sh- things were just ca- like what's it called? Um, all these like what's it called charges were just coming out of my ass. I needed to pay for all this different stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, disposable income was definitely low. I wouldn't call it broke. Like, I never, like, didn't have anything. Like, I could never, like, not buy food or whatever. Yeah. But things were tight. Disposable income was very tight. So, me, I would never want to go. But I was, like, a literally, like, a student. Not a starving student, but I was a student. You know what I mean? when you Usually when you're a student, funds are different. You're working part-time. You have to go to school, whatever, to maintain a certain GPA.
2: Even, like, how old are you now? You're 25, 26? Like, yeah, 25. So, Don't age me.
1: Sorry. Remember,
2: 25. I'm 25. Zoe is 25. But... <laughs> the perspective that you have in order to problem solve now is different than when you're 21 100%. like you know like if you knew now like you yeah. then what you know now right mm-hmm. you'd you'd be able to manage that better
1: too 100% so yeah i would agree that yeah broke is once you've handled all the necessities having no disposable income that is broke and i would definitely advise you not to date if you're in that financial position,
2: but you can be like unbroke, you know, and I, I honestly like what you just described as being a student. I feel like I've had that make me both. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been broke because of, you know, OSAP and being a student, not having funds and paying for rent and yeah. textbooks and all these things. And then I've also been in the situation where OSAP is taking money out of my account mm. and it's like you're so like paralyzed by it and it's mm-hmm. like yo like i there's no way i can fix this situation and it's like you're all it's so woe is me and like you don't have this proactive like how am i going to get unbroke you right. know like how am i going to not be in this situation anymore and it's like you're almost like so anybody with that mindset you know i i look at you know broke is your is financial poor is your mental you know your your mentality
1: I feel you i feel you okay that makes sense but like even with that so
2: but it does; it hinders the dynamic of relationships. It definitely
1: of, hinders the dynamic of relationships. Like I said, when you said relationship inflation, it's it's really killing because a girl, the might, dating scene now. A, a
2: woman may say that a dude that doesn't have a thousand dollars to spend on their you know frivolous activities per week is broke, when mm. really he only has two three hundred dollars to spend on dinner or something. You know, per week. right? That may be broke to somebody, whereas you know, to another person, if I have. 300 disposable dollars to spend on a date every single week is whatever, you know. Is.
1: I wouldn't consider that. As I said, if you have disposable income that you can use frequently, I don't think that's broke at all. I wouldn't consider that broke. Maybe you're not on the same level as other people who can use disposable income the way they want to. But like I said, if you if you are a person who can, and since I've gotten, I went up in my career and I've increased my disposable income, having disposable income is a crazy privilege. Like, I can pay, you know. I damn know, near
2: say it's it's happiness. It
1: is. It's, like, it's I can pay is. my, I can help my mom with bills. I can pay bills. I can pay off my whatever, give out money to stuff if I want to, whatever, and still have a decent amount of money to, I can put in my savings after, even after savings, I can still have a decent amount of money to remember, okay, I want, I want to go to dinner tonight. I want to go to the club tonight. I want to buy myself a new pair of shoes. I want to buy myself a new shirt. I want to shop on Essence. So I still have that privilege a lot of people don't have. Right, So, like I said, having I, disposable almost, income to be like, "Oh well, I kind of want to buy this shirt because I really like it." Yeah, that is a privilege, and that I would I, I wouldn't consider that broke. I'm definitely not broke.
2: It almost begs the question is, should that be a privilege? Shouldn't people have disposable? Shouldn't people allowed to Yeah,
1: well, you're right. It shouldn't technically be a privilege. People should be able to have disposable income because living paycheck to paycheck is it's hell.
2: And yeah, it 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 really is.
1: Yeah, and
2: I don't know. There isn't. uh, I feel like there isn't a lot of sympathy for for broke
1: people. Well, (laughs) yeah. But have we had the six figure conversation on here? Have I said? Have I mentioned? No,
2: and I wanted to go there next. I literally just it slipped my mind because people try and talk about six figures like it's not a. Well, the thing is, so. And that depends too what you It mean does by depend
1: because with me, and I've said this before, I've said this, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, I said it to my friends, I was like, six figures now in Toronto is not the type of money that people make it seem. No, I'm absolutely. being very honest, right? I, like, making close to six figures, like, paying your rent, right? So when you pay your rent, and if you have a car, and inf- grocery inflation, you know, personal hygiene stuff you need to buy, savings, uh, like I said, rainy day money in case, you know, your car breaks down, oil changes, regular maintenance, um, any hobbies you may have, food. Stuff like that really starts to add up. Really, especially in Toronto. Yep. So when I say six figures by no means is broke at all, but six figures is not that crazy, like amount of money that... People used to make it seem that it is,
2: and just to break that down even further, what we like even specifically mean by that uh, in the province of Ontario, you make a hundred thousand dollars, you got to be taxed federally and oh, provincially yes. on that exactly, which turns it into about seventy-two thousand dollars. That's what a hundred thousand right. dollars is right. after taxes in the province of Ontario. Yeah. So some people look at seventy-two grand a year as broke. Yeah, yeah, or but not, actually, or no, n- not, or not broke. a lot of money.
1: But it might be hard. I'm not mean necessarily hard, but you know what I mean? Even if you factor in like kids.
2: If Drake had $72,000 in his bank account, he'd probably consider himself broke, right? That's <sighs> why I'm d- saying it's levels, right? It's it's perspectives. Yeah, but
1: I think we I think people need to get on the same yeah. I I would encourage people to get on the same page as what broke is. Having $72,000 net usually technically would mean that you have a good amount of disposable income and I would never consider that broke. Right? Likewise. But like I said, it's, and I'm talking about low six figures, like six figures can go all the way up to yeah. nine hundred yeah. ninety nine 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 thousand, Right. I'm talking about low six figure. I'm talking about maybe like hundred twenty, hundred K. Yeah. hundred, 120 K. That definitely is a good amount of money. A lot of I people do not see Life six figures. Yeah. A lot of people do not see six figures in their lifetime Facts. ever. So for someone to step into that six figure mark, it is an amazing accomplishment, but I don't think it's that, yeah i'm I'm rich. I'm making six figures no, you need when you start to have six figures in your bank account regularly, then we're stepping into a conversation of okay, you have money, money yeah yeah but me signing a contract that makes me one hundred twenty k a year before taxes You're just doing I'm good. comfortable. I'm doing good. I'm comfortable. I definitely have disposable income. I'm not struggling, whatever, but can I maybe afford to do? You know, everyone's different. Maybe factoring kids and all that stuff, right? Yep. Yep. You don't know.
2: So yeah, that money on a parent is different than on a you know than a on six single person hundred
1: percent. Like me making six figures, I'm comfortable as fuck. Yeah, that's amazing. Comfortable a nice as fuck.
2: If you have three kids and you make six figures and you're by yourself and you don't have another partner, uh, you may be really. Stra- you may have to get a second job.
1: Yeah, you may be strapped, especially think, just in the economy that we live in in Toronto. You may be strapped.
2: I think that's a tragedy. Like I really think like what you're saying we talked about the mentality of broken poor like i really think it can be the difference between happiness like when people say money isn't happiness or whatever i i disagree cuz i feel like if you have money these niggas things- with
1: no money act like money isn't everything <laughs> and that is a bar that is facts
2: i hate you said it right when i was because
1: saying- <laughs> <laughs> because like i said literally people with no money act like money isn't everything but money is it is a lot of things like even
2: like from a happy and money
1: brings a lot of ease
2: and well mental health wise if you have money you can afford to take a day off you can afford Mm -hmm. to not do something because you need to you can do it because you want to Mm -hmm. you know um there's a lot of situations that i've been in in life where i had to force myself to go to work because i needed to you know right Um, right because i needed the money Mm -hmm. and it's (laughs) like you know you ask about inflation, if you just say why enough times, it comes back to the same fact that, like, minimum wage and, you know, livable wages aren't a thing, you know? Yeah. Or, like, or that minimum wage isn't something you can live
0: off of.
1: Yeah, and it's funny that you brought up people, like, you feeling the need to work because even I was talking about this with, like, my old manager at my job once talking about, like, how our generation, like, we go where the money is. Like, our generation, we don't stay... We, we're we not the type to stay at jobs for 10, 15, 20 years. You our know parents what
2: I mean? side Yeah, this, we you might,
1: know. you know, find a job we might like for two years, three years, four years, and, you know, if we're not moving up and we find another job in this company that's going to pay us 30K more, we'll dip. Our parents' generation really didn't do that. A lot of our, my mom and people in my family and even, like, my friends' parents, they've been at their jobs for the last 20, 25 years. I work with people who have been with the company I work for For 20 years plus Yeah Right So it's Our mentality is um, Very different So I remember and I had my old manager And she was dealing With our director And our director Didn't understand why Like you know are, are the like We were a young team and she yeah. didn't understand, you know, why like we didn't really have that much fire or whatever, whatever, or why we didn't want to stay till 6 p.m. on some days when we ended at 5 or 4, you know what I mean? And my manager, I remember she said, you have to remember, she told our director, she said, our team is extremely young. These young kids, they don't work or they don't work. They don't live to work. They work to live. And ever since she said that, I'm like, that's exactly what our generation is. The baby boomers they had to work to live. You know what I mean? They had to, they need to go to work to make a living for their kids. They need to go to work to do this. But our generation more, we just go to work to be able to pay to do the fuck shit that we want to do outside. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. And that's what my manager said. She's like, these, like our generation now, we work to be able to live. We work to be able to literally work from whatever the time it is or whatever money you make, bring it home and live your life. We don't live to go to work every single day.
2: I, I kind of feel like that can be true though. Yeah.
1: Like, what I you think like that you mean our generation we live to work.
2: I think a lot of people's lives especially in this generation depend on whether or not they work. Mm. Like I think they wouldn't have lives you know if they didn't work. If they weren't forcing themselves to go to work you know. Yeah. But I think the way that you described it is absolutely true. Like in order to have those things to get your wants. You yeah. Need to work. You but know? like
1: even with me like. A lot of, like, like I said, the baby boomers, they, they will, like, clock in on the weekends. They'll stay working until 9 p.m. Look, baby boomers I, could
2: have been on Forbes list being a plumber, bro. Like, yeah. they don't, like, the way inflation, anyways.
1: Yeah, but with me, it's like, when I'm done work, I'm done work. And I don't think about it. As I'm saying, like, a lot of the older generations, they dedicate, like, like I said, they'll work till 9 p.m. They'll work through the weekends. They'll put in that overtime and not really care to get paid for it. us. It's kind of like, I knew a girl... I used to work with at my old job. Every day at 5 p.m., she was out that fucking door. Mm-hmm. She never stayed a minute past. She would pack her bag at 4.55, and she will be walking out the door as soon as the clock struck 5 p.m. A queen. <laughs> so that's saying. thing. But a lot of people, like baby boomers, they don't do that. They'll be like, oh, I'll send this last email. Oh, I'll call this last meeting. Oh, blah, blah, blah. This the... And our jobs were like, no, we're like, oh, I work a nine to five. I'm done at five. Because they got, and I'm a dip.
2: They got livable wages when they did that. They when they would do that and bust their ass, they would have enough money to buy a house after. You yeah, bust your. But ass But I mean, now? we do too. Yeah, we bust our yeah. ass, but you can't buy a house even after you got a amount of money you need to buy a house now. You know that's why I mean, yeah, like depending the, where you want. The inflation has made it so that we have to. or we have to live to work? I I would choose that term, that phrasing. Mm. Because I feel like, for a lot of people, it's like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I think I'm more of a person. I work to live, for sure. Like, my job does not... I don't designate my life to my job. Like I said, I don't stress about it. Like, once I clock out, I don't give a fuck. Oh, I don't clock out. But, like, once I close my laptop or I stop working or whatever, it's not on my mind. I'm not dwelling. Like, I know... A lady I work with who's a little bit older than me, like, like I said, she'll work through the weekend. She'll work till 9 p.m. Like, she won't sleep about certain things. Like, she'll have vacation booked, but then she'll cancel it because she doesn't want to leave. the t- And I'm like, bitch, fuck that. Like, if my vacation's booked, I'm going. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what the team has to do. Like, that- we're adults here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, figure it out. So, I'm saying that's what I mean. Like, I say, like, I work to live. Like, I go to work. I make my money. And I put that money towards my outside life and, and what I need to live.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. And this, like what you're saying is more of a nuanced, you know, sort of perspective. Yeah. Cause our, the older generation wouldn't have thought that. Um, that's why I kind of say like the whole working to live thing, you know, is, is so super prevalent and just the inflation, you know, I think inflation is the big overarching theme yeah. of, um, of, of this episode. Um, while we're just kind of on dating standards and everything too, um, you know, relationships, and we talked about uh, diamond rings and engagement rings last episode. Oh, God, um, and Dirk <clears throat>
1: proposing to India he, all over social media.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I have, I've been thinking about proposals and everything. Um, and thinking about proposals? The concept of it, you know, proposals. Why? I'm not proposing to anyone. Don't worry. No, don't. interesting. No, no, it's all good. I just been thinking of the concept of that and the amount because we talked about the amount of money you spend on rings and everything. Keep making the faces. You know, I'm, yeah, not I'm, no faces. I'm good. I'm fine. No, 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 no I'm solid on oh my point. Oh my god. Anyway. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um, so I've seen this um, this thread on Twitter, probably a, a Twitter user that you guys are very familiar with. And I only want to do this this one time. I hate, like, using, you know, what people have said on Twitter as, as, as a topic. But I just thought this was so interesting. Um, Olani, if you guys are familiar, she's always posting screenshots. People and based,
1: sending her stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I guess she was inquiring about engagements and proposals uh, for, for this specific thread. And someone, I'm not going to read it verbatim. But basically, this woman sent in a story about how her man that she loved and wanted to be and desired to be married to um, in the future proposed to her at a movie theater. Mm -hmm. And she said that she did not accept the proposal because it was in a movie theater and she just couldn't get with that vibe. It totally turned her off. And she even further explained, um, I think she was kind of explaining it to Alani, too. She's like, oh, am I a bad person for feeling this? Like, she was very, you know, being vulnerable about mm. it. Um, kind of saying, like, you know, the movies are our thing. We, you know, met at the movies or whatever. It does hold a sentimental value. But, you know, I wasn't really expecting this as, as a proposal, you know. I was expecting something maybe a bit more lavish or, um, you know. And she's saying the guy's going to have to redo
1: the proposal, you know. Oh, She wants him to redo it?
2: Well, she didn't accept it, so he's going to have to do it again.
1: She did not accept it? Yes. So basically she said, oh, I
2: love you. We had discussed how I wanted to get proposed to. I just wanted to look decent and have like a professional photographer or at least someone there to take pictures, and I wanted it to be a little bit more elegant. I told him this. He instead proposed to me after mostly everyone had left the theater and staff was next to us picking up trash. But I felt like I should have said yes because that's also how I felt in the moment. My heart was racing. I was so happy thinking about it. And he explained while on one knee that he chose the movies because it's our thing. We always go to the movies. It's our thing to do. And that warmed my heart. I don't know if that makes sense. I just don't know if I'm wrong or something. Please help me. I'm sad and disappointed now. I feel like the whole proposal thing is going to suck the second time around. Will I feel those happy feelings again? Now, mm. I realize that this is an extreme example, right? Right. But on the topic of, you know, are there, are the, are there unrealistic expectations set when it comes to engagement rings and proposals and, and weddings, you know? Yes. How expensive weddings are and yes. stuff like that, you know? And you are kind of talking about how you have these interactions with your friends where you guys catch yourselves and you're like, is that, am, I, is this, am I going overboard with this, calling yes. this man broke or something like that? So I don't know. How do you feel about that? And proposals, I own.
1: definitely feel, like I said, because of social media and all of these, like I said, Dirk just proposed to India, right? And now it's all something about women like, oh my God, like Dirk in India, little Dirk in India are goals. Like, oh my God, I want to love like this. I want a rapper. Oh my God, that ring is everything. So when women see that. This is
2: ravishing our community.
1: Then we start putting like expectation. like little Dirk makes A shit ton of money obviously he's a famous rapper yeah so then we start putting expectations on our relationships where our man might not be making a little dirk money or have a little dirk money and expect like you know like this lavish crazy engagement like i said for the average person weddings are extremely expensive Mm -hmm. right weddings are they can you can really run up a bill when it comes to a wedding um, and I think people kind of take it lightly how expensive weddings can, depending on what you want. And every everyone's different. Some people don't want a big wedding. Some people want, you know, to get eloped or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, but I think people do underestimate how expensive weddings can get. And I think when we see like all of these celebrities and rich people have like their extravagant weddings and um engagements and all that stuff like we put like this weird standard on ourselves that literally does not apply to our lives yeah. at all yeah which i think can be a little bit detrimental especially mm. to like the dating scene um but at the end of the day when it came to that story that olani shared it's like if if i discuss with you or if you know kind of what i expect from an engagement i would expect you to do that so if we've discussed, like, okay, like, whenever you decide to marry me, like, I want to be dressed up. I want to have someone there to capture the moment.
2: Which she said that exactly. she right? Exactly. So is this that crazy?
1: I don't think it's that. Like, to me, it might be a little crazy to ask him to redo it because to me it's, like, the moment's gone. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I already, yeah. like you fucked up already. But
2: she, <laughs> she's kind of fair in feeling that. Like, her, but she her is, feelings think, aren't invalid, right? Yeah,
1: I don't think so because if I explained to my man and I'm like hey okay so if you know usually um couples know or usually a woman knows when an engagement is coming yeah. you know what i mean usually it's like okay well we've talked about marriage you shouldn't be blindsided with a proposal Not you shouldn't you should be surprised but not completely like whoa like this was never talked about if yeah. we've never spoken about marriage or we've never had you know financial discussions or whatever and you ask me to marry me i'm going to be like uh, uh, you know what I mean? So usually most, of, almost all of the time, marriage and proposals are discussed before the actual proposal happens. How the proposal happens is a surprise. Like who's there, how he does it. That's the surprise, right? She but told you, him
2: how she wanted it. Yeah. You that.
1: usually like, know when it's coming yeah. or you usually know maybe that like, it's going to come this year mm. at some point, or it's going to come in the next two years. You know what I mean? So usually no. Um, and with that, I would hope that as a woman, you kind of express what not, ex, don't ever tell him how to engage, but like, you know, like I would really like if, uh, if like someone's there taking pictures cause I want to make sure I have this in the moment. Yeah. Please. Like for me, like if I ever get engaged, please make sure my nails are done. I will let my husband or my future husband know if whatever you propose to me, just make sure it's at a time that my nails are done. So if you know you're proposing in two weeks, like, I don't know. Just make an excuse for me to make sure that my nails are done, or something. You know what I mean? Because I want to take pictures. Hello, with my the ring on my finger. Yeah. You know, some women say I really don't want a public engagement. Yep. Yeah, I like. I have true. a coworker. She's like, she's like when I get like her husband or her partner is gonna propose to her, she knows it's coming in the next couple months or whatever. Because she already, she literally like pick, I talked about it last episode. She picked her ring, whatever, whatever. So she knows it's coming in the next couple, whatever months or in the next year. So, but she told like I don't want a public engagement. Like, she's like, I don't want anyone else there. Like, I want it to be me and you. So, imagine if he fuck, she, if he does her fucking proposal. Puts and, it on the
2: jumbotron at the Yeah, Raptors
1: like, <laughs> at the Raptors game. Like, like you're not fucking <laughs> listening. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, if them. this woman wanted certain things and he didn't listen, I think she's fair in her feelings to be like, okay, like, we literally discussed this and you did not do anything that I kind of wanted you yeah. to. I understand why she might be frustrated, but... To Making redo, do yeah, to make him do it again, it's kind of like, all right, why the fuck are we doing that? Like, it's got, kind of, you get fucked up. Kind of sucks, babe. You dropped the ball, but whatever.
2: I don't know. I just think that's interesting, you know, how like a, how a mistake like that or miscommunication like that, listening to her can lead to two proposals. <laughs> like yeah. Such a, that's such an interesting, I don't know. But, that was but then
1: also, like, there's the expectation of the cost of a wedding ring, right? So usually the state, like, how much do you, Think that you should spend on a wedding ring?
2: Um, I think well, there's a whole saying that we're gonna get to you know about how much you should be spending on your on your engagement ring. Mm-hmm. To me, the engagement ring or the ring is like a reflection of like her and what she wants. Like I feel like there would be a discussion on what type of ring she wants. So I would know. I feel I would hope that I'd know what kind of ring she wants. Uh, I I don't honestly put a price on that. Like if she wanted, I don't know. But then if she wanted, like, a crazy thirty, forty dollars 40000 ring, it'd be like, ugh.
1: Yeah, I was saying, so and what do you expect as a man to spend on an engagement ring for your wife or future I wife? think it
2: depends on my circumstances, but what, what's the common thing? It's got to be a percentage. Uh, how much of your salary?
1: The, usually the um, the standard is it's three months of a man's salary. So whatever you make in a year... Take whatever you make in three months, and that should be how much you spend on your wedding ring. So, I don't know how to do the math. If you make, how does the average person make in Ontario? Fifty-seven thousand dollars, fifty-five thousand
2: dollars. Now the okay, Now I just did a little research here. The average price of an engagement ring is six thousand dollars.
1: Okay, so two thousand dollars a month.
2: So that is it,
1: that's about fifty k a year. No. Sorry, well, it was half of your salary? Or? No, three months of your salary. Three months of your salary. So if you, if the average wedding ring is 6K, and technically you're so, so that's, average wedding ring is 6K, six divided by three is two, right? And two, four, six. So if you make- 2000 a month is about 50K.
2: 2000 a month?
1: I think 2000 is it not? No, am I being dumb?
2: No, we're just podcasting and doing math at the same time. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have a mathematician for season three.
1: Two thousand a <laughs> month No, I'm being dumb. Two thousand a month is not even close to fifty K. Two thousand times times twelve, 12 is twenty four. Fa- <laughs> so what am I think hold on. So okay, wait, 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 wait. Wait, what am I doing? So
2: what we're saying is if, So
1: when you make fifty K, how much do you bring in a month? It's not
2: So so fifty thousand divided by twelve. Is forty one is like four thousand one hundred dollars
1: before tax though? Yes, before tax. Okay, okay. Because I'm like, That's bro. Important. That is yeah, very yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, bro. There's no way, someone think, making fifty k before tax is bringing in two thousand dollars. I think the month.
2: conclusion we're coming to though is, if you make less than two thousand dollars a month, you probably shouldn't. You can't afford to get married.
1: Right. I mean, no, it depends on the person that you're with. So on average, it depends on the person a ring that, that you're $6, with $6,000 and their expectations. And it's got to be three but months. Get, of salary. You can get a ring cheaper than that. They said the average yeah. ring is $6,000. You can definitely get a ring. Cheaper on average,
2: to- if you're not making $2,000 a month, you can't afford to get married, though. Statistically, this is what it says. Right. If the average cost is $6,000 and it's supposed to be three months of your salary, three months salary would be $6,000 if you made 2000 a month. Right. So if you make less than that. Maybe you should be holding off on.
1: Yeah, because I think case I think before yeah because if you make fifty k after tax you're bringing in maybe three thousand dollars a month. Yeah, around I would say about three thousand dollars a month. You
2: need to make fifty k a year to be able to get married.
1: Yeah, so that's that's a nine. Technically, you make fifty thousand dollars after tax. After tax, no, before taxes. No, if you make fifty thousand dollars before tax, that means you're bringing in almost. $3,000-ish a month. And that would also mean that the ring that you would need to buy is $9,000. We're so bad at math.
2: Yeah, this is... I'm sorry, any math... Yeah,
1: everyone who's listening to this <laughs> is probably like, these people are so stupid. Let's talk about colorism. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop trying to do math. <laughs> no, literally. So, whatever. That point is... So, yes, with that, technically... But, and
2: you you gave me some new information today, apparently... Um, oh, Yeah. Uh, as a man, you're supposed to be given a timepiece bef- on your wedding day. Yes. I've never heard that before. I've
1: heard of that. Google it. I've heard that tradition. So usually, traditionally, that at least I've heard, the man proposes with an engagement ring that should be minimum three months of his salary, right? Could be more. It's up to you. Whatever. But minimum three months. That's the standard. Three months of his salary. You do the wedding planning, blah, blah, rate right, blah, You're supposed to gift your... Future husband or your fiance, um, a timepiece watch, like a like kind of like not the watch of his dreams, but like a nice watch that he will receive the morning of your wedding day, for him to wear at the wedding. You heard that, right? Yes. So if I gives you
2: a paddock on wedding day. Oh Jesus!
1: But that's something that I've learned as a tradition, and that's also something that I would want to do. When I get married, He'll is the I, I mean, if I if I'm in a place in my life where I can afford a Rolex for my husband, I'll I'll get him a Rolex. I love that. I if love he puts like a twenty five thirty thousand dollar ring on my finger, I'm assuming that we're at a financial place where I can also afford to buy him a Rolex. Okay. Yeah. Rolexes start at what? Some of them are like ten k. 10?
2: I thought I thought they start at five or ten.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, like, like I said, if we're at that place where he can put a thirty thousand dollar ring on my finger, I'm assuming that I could also probably afford to put. A ten thousand dollar Rolex or however much Rolex on his wrist.
2: Not quite a Philippe,
1: but see how see how men on <laughs> see how you guys always want to do something extra.
2: I'd be yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. What do you want an AP?
2: I'd look. Hey, she do not give me an AP. She is not mine.
1: Oh dear God! Isn't it streak? Isn't it no? If she's not wearing an AP, she is not mine. Yeah,
2: I remixed it. I changed it. Oh dear God.
1: <laughs> no, it's if she's not wearing yeah, that an is AP, no teeth, she is not mine. Because future's a toxic fucking monster. Oh, yeah. But with that being said, mm. yeah, the idea of proposals and marriage and weddings, it's well some <sighs> some
2: people uh
1: like you like you kind of started with, you know, this is an ick
2: to them, you know, not What's an ick? Not willing to shell out the money,
1: you know. I don't think that's considered an ick. No,
2: like if like let's let's say a man like being cheap.
1: Oh, being cheap is it? Oh, okay, I see what you mean. So if a man is not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying if a man is not will, like if he is not willing to put up the money,
2: and he has, and he
1: has it. That's a yeah, hundred percent. You know these
2: these can pose issues in a relationship. Yeah, I understand. And icks are a big thing, right?
1: Icks are a big thing, and it's funny because um, I had a few people message me. And ask me, oh, on your next episode, can you tell some of, like, your ick stories? Or if you have any, like, things that give you the ick about men?
2: Um, it low-key sounds like a dude asking that girl to do some due diligence. It's like, yo, get her to talk about the things she <laughs> doesn't like. So, <laughs> so, I, so I know when I slide what not to do. I, just saying. Yeah,
1: but I mean... the With ick things, it's like, at least for me personally, so... I So an ick story that I had, so with me, it's like... I notice things when I go in people's houses. Like my mom has always told me, like, when make sure your bathroom is like always clean, because you never know if someone comes over and people like if you go in some if I go in someone's bathroom, I just notice things. I notice like your toilet. I notice if there's something on your sink. I noticed if the mirror is dirty. I noticed that there's hair in the corner. Like I just I don't know. I have like a crazy eye for that stuff. Um and I remember I went I spun the block on this guy that I was dealing with once, right? And well, you spoke about this, I think, before, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't tell the story. You didn't tell it. Like Enough this, time yeah? has gone by that maybe he won't know that I'm telling the story. <laughs> but it's funny because he like he was like, "Oh, don't talk about this on your podcast." And I was like, "Fuck you, nigga! I'm bring it up oh, eventually." Oh shit, you're gonna but get a
2: lot more of that. Maybe <laughs> don't talk about this on the podcast.
1: I mean, though, certain things I really don't talk about on the podcast. Like people may think I'm I'm an open book, but some things I really keep to myself. But this one was like a ick because, like I said, I spun the block on this guy that I was dealing with before. And he invited me to his home and I was like, okay, you know, cool. That's no problem. I can like come to your house. Like, I don't mind. Obviously, I was going to his home to engage in adult activity. Um, And one thing that really bothered me is that he didn't have like pillowcases on his pillows. So like he brought me into his room and like his pillowcases were just like, his pillows were just raw dogging the bed. Like, I just, and I noticed, I'm like, why do you not have pillowcases on your pillows? Hmm. And he was like, oh, he's like, I just use these pillows to, you know, like, like pile up to, like, keep my head up when I watch TV. And I was these like, These are my
2: watching TV pillows. And I was like,
1: well, why the fuck don't you have pillowcases on them? Like, your pillows are just raw dogging your bed. Like, I can, like, why am I seeing the pillow? Like, where the fuck is the pillowcase? You can
2: see everything that pillow's been through.
1: Yeah. And I just, I was just like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like that's that. That's pretty a, fair. Yeah. That yeah. That true. was an ick. Like why you should have pillowcases on your fucking bed. Like for me, I have five pillows on my bed and all of them have fucking pillowcases on them. Cause that's just like, please put pillow. I don't know. That's an ick for me.
2: I, I think that's a very fair and valid ick. However, I do feel like women in general are very particular about pillows.
1: I just think I feel that like women
2: are very serious and do not play when it comes to their pillows. And I've definitely dealt with this. Maybe I just am not enlightened in the pillow game. but Yeah,
1: I think if you're just an adult... No pillowcases
2: is wild. You, you yeah, if you're an
1: adult games. man or a woman, <laughs> you should have pillowcases. And if you don't want pillowcases, or if you don't want to put pillowcases on, don't put those pillows on your bed. I think that's gross. And then also, like, I went to his bathroom and... He didn't like his towel rack was broken, so he had paper towel.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, that's a bit.
1: And I was like, paper
2: towel in the water. How
1: old are you? Like, what is it? Like, what is this? Like a fucking McDonald's bathroom? Like, what? I guess because his. (laughs) I see why this guy didn't want it talked about. Yeah, but the thing is, like, okay, your towel rack was broken. Okay, fine. But at least, like, I've had a broken towel rack before, but then I bought, like, in the, until I can get it fixed, I bought one that you can put behind the door. You can, like, hook on. So people can still have access to towels when they use my bathroom. Yeah, yeah. He just had a roll of fucking paper towel beside his sink. That's, and I'm like... That's nasty. You're a grown man. Yeah, that's that's wild. Like, just, like, why can't you just... Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ew. Like, ew. Yeah. Uh, that's an that's ick. A,
2: that's, that's a very, very fair ick. I just
1: think it's, like...
2: I don't. I don't even know if that's an. That just seems like he's just has a bad hygiene game. All it's things.
1: not even. I don't, I don't say, know if it's hygiene. Yeah, it's, it's like, not bad hygiene. It's just like it's laziness. It's just like you're like cleanliness. Like I don't know. Like it is a little. It's just like it's you're It's lazy. Like it's like you're. You're a child still, and he's older than me. So it was like, okay, like, you're older than me. Like, you don't have fucking pillowcases on. Like, you have a roll of fucking paper towel beside your... Like, my laser lady, for example, keeps paper towel in her bathroom because COVID. Like, she doesn't want... All of her clients using yeah, the same yeah, towel, yeah. so that makes sense. She's a fucking business, yeah, yeah. So she has paper towel when you go into the bathrooms, so you can like dry your wash or wash your hands and dry them and dispose of it. You, you, this is your home.
2: When you say paper towels, you mean like sponge like towels? Yes.
1: Like- <laughs> he had a roll of paper towel,
2: not the brown bas- ones you get in public washrooms. No, like- <laughs> it was
1: it, no, it was like the it was like whatever, like sponge, whatever they're called or
2: whatever. Fucking it was some Charmin shit, like whatever.
1: It was a roll of paper towel beside the sink, and he had no. Remember, I washed my hands, and I was like, "Where's the towel?" And then I looked, and I was like, "Oh hell no, nigga!"
2: Yeah, that's that's all. So lie. it's like, ugh.
1: like I said, it's just laziness, and like it's just not. It's so immature. Okay.
2: X. Okay, that I think is so fair and valid. But when we talk about Ix, I feel like sometimes um, there are times where we have icks, and maybe we feel like, "Oh, am I doing too much with this? This is." Is this valid? Am I okay to have this ick? Have I think ever, mine's a valid ick. Ha, have you ever felt the ick and been like, I don't, am I kind of reaching here? Am I doing too much? Am I being, you know? Well, yeah.
1: Um, remember how I said guys who have fur on their coats give me the ick? This is a great. That one, and I'm not, I'm not bringing this up again because I'm not I'm not going into that. <laughs> that one to me, I, I I genuinely understand why. Okay, I'm pushing it. Like you're being very no, but extra. Like that's how you but feel, to though. me, it's just like, I don't know. It just, it, it icks me. When I see guys with like big fur like on their jacket all like coming down and all I'm like, Ew. even
2: if it's a goose,
1: oh, ah, take the fur off. I don't know. I don't like it.
2: That's funny.
1: I don't like it. Be a man. You don't need a winter jacket. <laughs> no, I'm, be joking. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm man. joking. No. Where would you But to me it's just like like why do you want to have like this big like this big fur on your jacket? Mm, I don't like it.
2: It, it is, you know what, there, there's a valid point there, too, because it's, like, when you put your hood on, you know, and it's cold or something, and if, let's say, you actually are walking outside, like, that fur isn't, like, what's that fur doing? Like, it's not making you warmer. Technically, the
1: fur is supposed to, like, you know, like, protect your face, like, from, like, wind and, like, snow, like, you know what I mean? That's, like, an extra no, barrier. I've been broke. I've
2: had to walk in snow and blow, like, yeah. wind snow. But I just feel fur like there's, isn't
1: I just feel like there's, like, so many nicer Men's jackets That don't have fur on them That I really really like So when I see like guys With like these big like Bomber fur coat I'm like ugh I don't like that I don't like that Does
2: Drake re-release a new $800 Canada Goose Every year And they all have fur on them Yeah
1: Take you know, like it off I like when guys have like You know Like Yeah the- what's
2: your jacket of choice For a man then Um You like leather You like a pea coat Well you it depends on, It jacket? depends on the occasion Okay
1: so I don't mind a little peacoat, you know, if we're going out. But don't make it like that—that that corny peacoat that all the guys do. The, the like, the, one, yeah, the no, no, no. One. Get a little, yeah. Do something different. So you're you know, saying
2: niggas it. can't pull up to a date with you with the camel trench and like a gold chain with the black. Ah,
1: uh, no, no. <laughs> give me something else. Give me, give me something else. Nah, that with the with the, the the Chelsea boots and the and the camel trench with the turtleneck and the. gold. No. I
2: think it's elite, but it's. I think we can mix it up a little, fellas.
1: Even try a new color. Maybe get like a navy, a nice dark brown. A nice gray. That's
2: the thing, though. A, a nice camel, like, no. trench pico looks nice. It's, You're saying it's been done too much that you can't it, even enjoy the it The niggas anymore?
1: wore it out. Blame yeah. yourselves. You guys really pushed it out, hey, but, I black, like it. but I don't like it. I don't know. That's, yeah, something that's... else. Trying to say, try a new color yeah, something. something. Um, but even, like, <sighs> yeah, it's just jacket of choice. Like, I like when guys have, like, just, like, a nice, just, like, it's a nice jacket, you know? Like a nice jacket.
2: You like leather? What
1: do you mean leather? Because
2: I don't know. I feel like leather jackets are very poignant. Like a guy, like a man wearing a leather jacket sometimes is like.
1: It depends on the type of jacket. Sometimes I've seen a guy in a leather girl told jacket.
2: Me her ick was. Niggas wearing leather jackets as opposed to dudes with fur on their hood. I feel like that one made more sense.
1: Really? I've seen guys look good in leather jackets. I've definitely seen guys look really good in leather jackets. But it depends on the guy, too, right? Some guys can't pull it off.
2: I think John Travolta whenever I see him. Nah,
1: I've definitely seen guys look good in a nice leather jacket. Yeah, 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 for sure. I just, uh, it's it's interesting. But I like, like, a nice little, like, what kind of, I don't know, like, a nice, just a nice jacket. Like, a nice little, like, bomber, like a winter bomber. You know, a nice, like, a, like a, a Montclair I feel you know, like the it doesn't bomber. have to be Montclair, but I like that Montclair kind of like style. Like, you know, like it's like the, yeah. the bomber, like the bubble kind of. Well,
2: okay. Then, the, you know, the Montclair, North Face, you know. Yeah,
1: uh, the North Face ones are nice too. The
2: expensive $700 jacket. I've seen guys Those wear like jackets.
1: nice, like Canada, like the black label Canada Goose, no fur, look good,
2: you know. Do you remember the era of Toronto where like the bomber and extra long beige T-shirt had us in a grip? No, I felt like that was the f- that was like the oh
1: I, that's a Ryerson look we used to call it. That. All the kids who went to Ryerson used to wear like bombers and like long like t shirt dresses underneath. Like what the fuck?
2: I don't know. As as a six four dude, that that came in handy.
1: So. You are not six four.
2: You did this the last you did you this on an episode. You are not six. You did this on an episode before, and like honestly, like that is like a violation. I am six four. Don't, don't
1: know be I mean. lying to the people. I'm who not don't know lying. You. I'm you not are not six four. No, you
2: know what? And I don't want to be the person to always their height in the conversation but i'm just like i'm not that, you're not he's that not was a violation four. the last time you were like oh you're not six.
1: he's four. not six four i'll give you six two you're not six four. Six four is really tall clyde i'm six you're four. not six four i don't i don't want to argue about this because like we'll you, deal with this after the episode but i i don't think you're six four and that's okay because you know you're like six two <laughs> do you know how tall six four is yeah, there's basketball. There's people in the NBA who are six four.
2: Name an NBA player that's six four.
1: Okay, I don't know right right off the top.
2: Who's of my someone head. that you think of in your head is six four?
1: Mm, Devin Booker is like six four, right?
2: So you, th- I think he's six four. Okay, actually, let's I
1: don't think Steph Curry is six, six. He's like six one.
2: He's six foot three. No. Yes, he is. Cap. This is what I mean. This is what, women Cap.
1: don't understand Cap. how height works
2: and everything like that. They do not understand the distinctions and everything. Steph Curry is six foot three. <laughs> Steph Curry is not tall, six three. How tall do you think Fred Van Bleet is?
1: I've seen Fred Van Bleet in how real tall life think,
2: How tall do you think Fred Van He's Vliet is? He's about six.
1: Six flat. Maybe. 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 Okay, no, not maybe. I'll give him six.
2: Nah, Fred Van Vliet is maybe six feet. Like, he could, if I saw Fred Van Vliet in socks, he might be
1: 5'10, 5'11. Yes, yes. So, I every time I've seen Fred Van Vliet, he's been in shoes. And I, and I think I've been in heels, but I will give him six feet, 5'11 ish. But he's not, no, I don't think Steph, Steph Curry is not 6'3. No, Steph Curry is about 6'1. Six two max, and I'm talking six two in basketball shoes, not six two flat foot.
2: So Steph Curry, is
1: Just do Steph Curry height and feet, because I really don't think it's what is it six, six two. Four. He's six two. Okay, the six. I said six two max. You said six. No, I said Fred is six.
2: Okay, six six one six two.
1: I think I think Steph Curry is six two in basketball shoes.
2: I'm pretty sure he's listed as six three, so I and they measure themselves in basketball shoes.
1: Exactly. So flat foot, I believe that Steph Curry is like, yeah, six one. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I think you'd be at too many you know events where there's six nine niggas and shit, so you don't know what six four looks like. But
1: that's not true. That's not true. I know
2: you don't know what six like, four looks like. That. Six four is and like, that's fine. That's fine. You're I around know. tall niggas.
1: <laughs> I'm not around tall niggas. Most of my guy friends are short or shorter. Shorter than 6'9. That's for sure. Okay. I just don't think you're 6'4.
2: And that, you know, everyone's entitled to that. So own when do face. you
1: tell women when people ask, oh how tall, you say 6'4?
2: I think you're lying. I there isn't a measuring tape here, but I'll bring it to season three.
1: I don't. Honestly, when we stand up after this, I'll I'll figure it out. I think you're like 6'2. Maybe, you know,
2: everyone's entitled to.
1: So you're telling me you're as tall as Devin Booker.
2: Yeah. Hold on. Let's make sure Devin Booker is 6'4".
1: I'm trying to think of who else I know that's 6'4". Devin Booker's like, I think he's about 6'4". Maybe 6'5". No, I'll give him, I don't think, I think give him 6'4". Search Devin Booker height in feet.
2: Yeah, Devin Booker's
1: 6'4". Yeah. So you're telling me you're Devin Booker's height?
2: Devin Booker's small, bro. Like he's not league. small. In the NBA, six foot four is small. Dwayne Wade is six foot four.
1: Okay, but Devin Booker's not small.
2: Six foot four is okay. Yeah, six yeah. foot
1: four is a like that's a real. A that's general, a pretty tall. Yes, yes,
2: I meant in the MB, in NBA terms.
1: That's still not bad. In terms
2: with everyone else he's playing with and stuff like that. I'm
1: not he's not small. He's average. Yeah, six four is like average. The average height
2: of the NBA is six seven.
1: No. 6'7"?
2: Six, 6'5", six, I think. I
1: don't know. Now I'm six, now I'm yeah. saying numbers. Now like you're the, just I, talking out loud.
2: No, but he's six four. Like that's
1: not like I don't know. Go because see him. Think about go it. see him
2: match up with a shooting guard that's six foot six or six seven. He's
1: looks little. LeBron James is what, 6'7"? 6'9". 6'9"? Yes. And he's tall. Like yeah. he's he's considered tall in the NBA.
2: He's, he, I don't, he's 6'9". Kevin
1: Durant's like fucking seven foot. He's like well, that's huge. another thing
2: too. Like he won't like Kevin Durant gets upset when people say he's seven feet because he's like, oh I'm six eleven, you know. And he oh whatever, know. fuck
1: off. Yeah, but he's he's know. whatever seven foot. And what? I've I've seen Kevin Durant. And like I've stood beside Kevin Durant. He's fucking huge. Giannis is what six ten? Same height. Six yeah. eleven. That's but this those are con- they're considered larger players. Like when they describe Kevin Durant, Giannis, LeBron, they consider them to be larger players. The yeah, reason yeah, why yeah. LeBron's a phenomenon is because he has the athleticism of a nigga who's 6'10". Yeah. So Devin Booker being 6'5" is not small. He's just average yeah, basketball. See, I,
2: I'm saying a, a dude that's 6'5" in comparison to an athletic specimen like LeBron James is small.
1: No, because LeBron James is looked at as large. So because thing, look, he is
2: large, he's not looked at. he period he is. He is large. <laughs>
1: yes, but they always describe him as you know, the one of the larger scale basketball players. He's on the larger side. So if they're already describing him as being larger, that means he's above average. So Devin Booker would be like average. And then smaller Pretty would NBA. be like Steph. Yeah, for the NBA smaller would be like Steph Curry, Chris Paul, like your point guards, Fred Van Vliet, like those would be considered smaller NBA players. Devin Booker would be average, and then when you get to, like, the LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, uh, Giannis, those are larger. I rest my case when it comes to NBA height. Don't play with me.
2: (laughs) What's this, the Relentless Diaries?
1: What do you mean? What is it, Relentless Anyways, (laughs) the Zoe show. (laughs) Daily dose of Zoe. That's exactly what it is. But don't play with me when it comes to height.
2: You know I, I do. I you don't. You
1: clearly don't understand how it works.
2: I do understand how it works. You clearly have a bad metric of it. No, because <laughs> I. That's love- okay. Because you're around tall people. <laughs> and that's that's okay. I
1: love a tall man, and I just I just know. I just know. And I also love basketball. Yeah. yeah. And I know.
2: I and you know what I think. Um, yeah, you do love basketball. I, I think there's a lot of uh, women, especially who may. You know, be tweeting about this and that, and they're not really in the know. You actually be tweeting about the game and stuff, like you, you know, hooping and stuff.
1: So like I, yeah. I know what a pick and roll is. Yeah. No, 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 even more than I that, know like, a screen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I thought you... I remember when I... know I, field
1: gold percentages.
2: Before we started the pod, I thought you were like an avid hooper. Like, I thought you hooped when you were really? younger because of the stuff you tweet about ball. Yeah. It's
1: crazy because every guy that I talked to about ball, they're like, oh, so did you play in high school? I'm like, yo, I can't play basketball for my life. And your, I'm shit.
2: Your energy comes across as like someone who played really competitive sports and is like... Well, yeah, I played
1: sports. Like, I yeah. played rugby. I played volleyball. I played, you know, flag football. But rugby, I was the most, com- like, serious with. And... Like I said, I just, I just, like, competitive sports was, like, my thing. I ran track and field. Like, I just know sports. But when it came to basketball, like, my dad was a huge basketball player. Yeah. So, like, you know, I used to watch the NBA with him as a kid. Like, I remember, like, every night he would, like, blast. Like, our family room in our old house was upstairs. I just remember, like, every night, like, we went to bed, he would just, like, be, like, playing, like, NBA games on, like, level 500 in the family room, and I could hear it from my room, and I'd, like, go and sit with him and watch the game or whatever. So, like, my dad used to watch ball and everything, yeah. and... I used to watch basketball with him. I just continued watching it. Like I went to like you know elementary school, high school, and I really started getting more into it in the last maybe like five years or so. Um, but I always used to watch basketball. But I couldn't like I never played, and I was that's
2: so interesting. Yeah,
1: and I'm five wow. seven now. Like I'm I'm still above average for a woman, but I'm five seven. But back in like elementary school, high school days, I was considered tall. Like I was one of the taller girls. Were you
2: five seven early? Yeah. yeah like I don't you- think I've
1: grown in years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think in high school, I was about 5'7", which is tall for a girl, right? So um, even elementary school, I was, like, I, was, I was always one of the taller girls. So they used to try to make me play basketball and I just could not pick it up. Like I sucked. Really, eh? I was traveling 24-7. I didn't understand like, Trying to do a layup was like hell for me. Like, I just didn't. one-two.
2: Like, yeah. yeah,
1: like, I was like, oh, put your put your knee up and then do what? With the same hand? Like, what? I don't get it. Like, finger flick off the wrist? No. Like, I was, I was shit. So, when my coaches in school were like, yeah, this girl's not really grasping the whole concept of basketball. I just never tried to play again. Even, like, my friends play, like, pickup. I'm like, bro, I'm not fucking playing pickup basketball. But basketball is my favorite sport to watch. And I know the most about, ba- other than the sports I played, the like, most interesting rugby. Football. Yeah. I know the most about basketball and, like, stats and players and all that stuff. So, but I can't play for my life.
2: I always found it interesting just because I was someone who basketball was so ingrained in my life as a player. Like, I always played it and stuff. So, Because always-
1: you're 6'4"?
2: You know, it's, we talk <laughs> about growth spirits. That <laughs> happened to me from grade 8 to grade 10, I think. Or, okay. no, from grade 9. Like, in one year, I grew, like, 6 or 7 inches. I remember. Mm-hmm. But um, I always found it interesting, people who loved basketball and were so new, all the NBA stats and the players and what they make per year and stuff, but they never played not basketball. Not what they make per year. Well, this is the thing, right? <laughs> when you see women talking about, you know, basketball players and everything, they don't know what a pick and roll is, but they may know, you know, how much Zion made that year or something, you know? So yeah. I, I always am, like, you know, skeptical sometimes. Yeah. Well, not, I don't, no, not skeptical, because I think there's, like, there's a lot of uh, women who cover the NBA that are analysts and stuff that I follow. That you know, great content. My bay, um, you know, Taylor Rooks. Oh dear God! Though. But um, you know, what? No, just uh, <laughs> your knowledge of basketball is comes from a very genuine place, and some. And I just find with women, it can sometimes not come from a genuine place because it's like, oh, the NBA players, they make a lot of money, they're tall and attractive. Or mm. whatever, you know, I
1: mean, some of them are attractive. No, yeah, have, it's a bonus, right? I have a few crushes on the on the league, but it's 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 minimal. Yeah, it's minimal.
2: I don't know. They do seem like the like the way I don't know, like whatever like models are for guys. Where it's like, oh, you want a girl that's a model or something. It's like, oh, you want a guy that's an athlete, like a ball player. It seems like the like you a lot know. of girls
1: like. I mean, not even only ball. A lot of girls like athletes in general, whether it's basketball, football, hockey, whatever. I feel like a lot of girls, like, why? Like, I feel like a lot of girls would, and not all, but a lot of girls would enjoy being with a professional athlete, I think, or have that, like, dream of being with one. I don't know. I mean, you know, they get paid millions of dollars to play a sport. And if they they get paid to play a sport that you like.
2: Yeah, I get it. Go crazy.
1: Going crazy. (laughs) But that... That's all I'm gonna say about. I'm gonna stop talking about NBA players on here because people think I'm a fucking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> people
1: are gonna think I'm a fucking NBA monster.
2: An NBA monster. So
1: people are gonna call me. So let's just yeah. cover
2: some WNBA stars.
1: No, I don't watch women's basketball. No, that sounds terrible. Sorry. All right, we but want I just women's don't.
2: basketball to be more popular. We need. 100. I will
1: support it. Following it and tuning in. I will. In. I will support that notion, but I. I just don't watch it. I know it sounds really bad. I just can't, though.
2: Shout out to Kaiser.
1: Still a feminist. And I still... Shout uh, out to Tia Cooper. Yeah. I just, I just can't, I can't. I can't watch the WNBA. It's
2: so, okay. We'll get there. Maybe. One day. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. But other than that... So have you ever shared a toothbrush with a guy?
1: Why would you even ask me that?
2: Because I was like... I always ease my way into the transitions. And I was like, why don't we just jump right into this one?
1: Oh, God, about how far you're going to go with, uh, what's it called?
2: Sharing Sharing. when it comes to your partner. You know
1: what? I'll talk about this, and then, because maybe I'll spin the wheel to end the episode. Uh, But when it comes to, okay, when it comes to sharing stuff with a physical, okay, when it comes to sharing with someone that you've been intimate with, right, I... And when you say sharing, you mean, like, hygienic stuff, like toothbrushes.
2: I don't know. you Like, you,
1: washcloth.
2: You said it was something on your
0: body.
1: It's something that I saw because I remember seeing something like, oh, like, do you think it's too much to share a toothbrush with your partner or someone that you've already been intimate with? And I think that's disgusting. Me too. I think that's absolutely disgusting. Yes. Okay. Usually. I even think showering with each other can be a little. I've actually. For
2: fun. Like, it's just but I, yeah I've
1: actually had a guy so when I was on vacation with um this guy that I was seeing or like dealing with um he like we went to the beach and like I was like, okay I'm like well let's shower together and he was like uh and I was like what I'm like like we're gonna have sex I'm like let's just shower together and he was like we just got back from the beach and I was like yeah that's why we're gonna shower together and he was like I have sand in places that sand probably shouldn't be and you i don't think you we need to like be i just—I'm like okay yeah maybe so yeah you're right sometimes showering like when you really need to shower like I, if like I said, if you've been at the beach and you have sand in your asshole and fucking washing crevices, that out together
2: can be weird yeah
1: i understand how like, showering you know needs to be personal sometimes like you don't need to shower to me i was like oh let's just shower together who cares and he was like no mm. i do think it's like
2: something <laughs> you know couples do i also think oh man you know, I was kind of traumatized, you know, with something that happened to me, you know? What? One time, like, this girl was all about it, and, like, we, you know... Showering? Yeah, like, we, we like, had finished having sex or whatever. This was a long, long time ago. And she was all about, yeah, let's shower after. Well, let, let, let's shower after. And I'm like, okay, you know, let's do it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I don't know. It was... I needed a shower. Yeah. And we got in the shower, and she's, like, loving it. She, you know, it's like, oh, we're bonding and everything. And she's... She what? She started peeing in the shower. That's what I mean. And ever since... Ever since this girl was really adamant about showering and then started peeing, started urinating. When we got in the shower, I don't... I can... I, I never want to shower with anybody ever again. Showering is my personal space. That is... I also realize that's a trauma response or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, I can't, like, showering has been ruined for me with someone else. Like, I I would never want to openly shower with someone else because of that experience, bro. She thought that, and you know, she thought, she's like, oh, you know, people pee in the shower when they're by themselves. So, you know, when I'm
1: with my partner, I can. I have no reaction other than.
2: That's how I feel internally.
1: Ew. This
2: is why people shouldn't shout. Like, like certain things should be.
1: What is wrong with you, bitches? No, that's psychotic. The thing is, okay, listen. I can be somewhat comfortable with a man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind. Like certain yeah, things, I don't know, care. Like,
2: I can, get, like, I've showered with uh, in other situations where yeah. I, I kind of got it. Like, okay.
1: And like, like I've, I've like, yeah. Because I can definitely shower with a guy that I've been intimate with. I can like be in the bathroom naked while he showers, and vice versa. Like I don't feel like oh my god, I need to like, you know, he can't like I like if he's in the bathroom doing his thing, like brushing his teeth, and I'm in the shower, and like it's, uh, glass. Like I don't care to like you know, cover up or whatever. Like whatever, we've just had sex. You've seen me naked inside out, but it's like there's this like I like for example like when it comes to like doing number two. I don't want him me near me.
2: I'm like that too. I'm not gonna be in the same bathroom as you are. Yeah, you take like if I'm going, doing yeah. the do even peeing, I think is a little like I wouldn't peeing, want peeing. I
1: don't really care. Cause I pee with my girlfriends. Like if yeah, we go to okay, the bathroom, yeah. well, girls are different, obviously. Like when we go to the bathroom and stuff, like we'll pee, like we'll literally be in the same stall peeing. Like we don't give a fuck. We're not looking at each other's coochies. We're just like, okay, you know, we're just in yeah, the shower. Yeah, They're course. gonna pee, whatever. Um, so yeah, I can definitely pee in front of my man, I don't care. But to poop. No, give That's me, go to, go to another room. As far as I know, go, girls don't poop. Yeah. To poop, I'm like, okay, listen, like I have to go number two, like go in another room. I, I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I'm so comfortable with my man that I can poop and him be in the room or in the bathroom while I'm pooping. And I, I can't do okay that. it's
2: okay if you never get there either, you know? Like, yeah. People I got like boundaries.
1: when your relationship, just some things need to be kept to yourself. And I think peeing in the fucking shower is one of them. Ew.
2: I think peeing in the shower in general, like, you shouldn't do it by yourself. You shouldn't yourself. be
1: doing it, You period. shouldn't be doing it by yourself. Ew. Ew. So did you just feel, like, hot pee down your leg? Ew. How did you even know? Ew. Was this, like, yellow water? No. Ew.
2: She, I remember she, like, announced it. Ew. Yeah.
1: She said, oh, my God, babe, I'm going to pee?
2: Something like that. Something along those lines. And I remember, like, it was almost like a, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I remember her that. try like
2: it, 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 her consciously being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna try and make this okay," and I remember uh, just it, yeah, it threw everything off. No, did not last longer after that. We Disgusting. never showered again after. And I've always, anytime it's ever been suggested in any situation I've ever been with after, I've been very hesitant because of that. Ew, so I'm just saying. Like, no, I have a trauma response to shower.
1: Yeah, number two is a personal thing. Peeing in front of partner, I can probably do. I don't really care. Um, showering together, if it's like a, like a, like a regular, just like, oh, like we just woke up, we're going to jump in the shower. Like, that's fine. If it's like, we've been like, I just got back from the gym. I need to like shower, shower. Maybe we can like do that separately. Like, you know, we need like a, a serious shower. Like I like, said, you get back from the beach. You know, you know sometimes
2: you, you may be both of you trying to make like a dinner reservation or something. You save time. You save shower. time. Shower together. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That that makes sense, yeah. yeah you know?
1: So have I. So that's fine. Um, like being in the bathroom while he showers and my Versa. Fine. Sharing toothbrushes? Absolutely not. Disgusting. Sharing washcloth? Absolutely not. I'm not sharing a washcloth. I'm not sharing um a toothbrush. Uh sharing towel.
2: I prefer not to. I
1: prefer not to, but if it's like, oh, there's only one towel here right now, I won't really mind.
2: You know, you called the concierge, they haven't brought it Yeah.
1: Or if it's hours. like, oh, all the towels are in the dryer and you only have this one, okay fine, I won't mind using the towel I, I prefer not to but if it's like oh i just got a shower and just realized i'm not gonna be like no i can't use it whatever i'll You're use at it the
2: quickly pool, there's only one towel. yeah
1: I-, I have had a guy chew gum from my mouth and i was kind of like i wasn't turned off but i was kind of like damn like you okay so that was kind of because i was like he's like oh like he's like do you have any gum on you and I was like, oh, no, like, only the one that's in my mouth. And he was like, give it to me.
2: Oh, that's it. Di- oh, man. I thought you meant, like, you guys were making out, and then somehow the gum ended up in your mouth, his mouth accidentally or something. No, I... He said, no, give me the one that's in your <clears> mouth. <throat> the one that you're chewing. Has it lost flavor yet? No. If you you literally- got some flavor left? Yeah, yeah let me have. Let me have the rest of that flavor. Well, you got, literally. like, eight chews left? Let me... Can I have some of those chews? Yeah. That's I've, crazy. I've had that it.
1: Is- yeah, because I Internally yeah.
2: screaming the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was literally screaming because at first I was like, Ew. I, "I wasn't turned off, but I was like, damn, Like, you I, just gonna chew my chewed up gum like that?'"
2: Because I've kissed someone and had gum, like I—that's had the gum I, transferred by, by accident. Yeah, and been. Like, no,
1: this was like I'm like I only have this gum, and he's like, "Give it to me," and then I <laughs> give it. To me. I just we like kissed quickly. I just transferred it to his mouth, and then he chewed it, and then he was like, "Oh, he's like still flavor left," and I was like, "God damn, okay, God damn. okay." So yeah, but yeah, when it comes to like, I definitely I used to work with a girl who said that she used to share toothbrushes with guys that she's fucked. Like if she stayed at their house, she would use their tooth. I'm like you're fucking disgusting. No. She's like oh it's like we've already had sex, we've swapped all bodily no, fluids possible. But that's nasty. Not. Like I'm not you scrape off your plaque and your gums like with that brush, and now you want me to no that's gross. Sorry. Like, you brush your tongue. Brush your tongue like in the morning when your breath is hot.
2: You, like you know if you share toothbrushes, some you know that person isn't pro- probably brushing their teeth properly. I
1: know. don't know. Either way, I think that's disgusting. I think so, too. So, when it comes to that, ew. No thanks.
2: Even, like, I'm very with sharing certain things. Like, even sleeping, I, I much prefer sleeping by myself. Like Really? In, like, I like, obviously, if you, you're in a relationship, you like the person and everything, it's nice to fall asleep with that person and, like, yeah. everything. Like, I like that and everything. But, I'm in general, I will always get a better sleep by myself than with somebody. Really? Yeah. Honestly, I've had like And that's a something I feel like I will have to get better at. You know, if you marry someone, you're going to sleep in the same bed. And you yeah. got to learn how to get a good sleep when sleeping with somebody.
1: I mean, like, I'm definitely open to like sleeping. Like, I don't mind sharing beds at all. Like, with a guy that like I'm with or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do like cuddling like all the way night through. Like, if we hit like the perfect cuddle spot, don't move. Eight hours, baby. Stay right here the entire time. Some people really hate cuddling the entire night. But I really like, like I said, once we hit that perfect spot where we're both extremely comfortable, knocked.
2: Heavy on that perfect spot, like it yes. really—it can't even just be like a really good. It needs to be the perfect. spot.
1: Literally, sure. and I've had situations where, like, I'll be cuddling with a guy, and we'll fall asleep, and we'll wake up the next morning, and we we both just haven't moved, and we're still. We wake up and we're still cuddling, and it's perfect. S-
2: since we're talking about boundaries, this is something I've seen just on uh, Twitter before, but like. Have you ever had it where, like, maybe you're sleeping with somebody that it, it, there isn't as big of a personal connection established yet? I don't right. know, maybe a baby. Do you find, because I've seen people say, like, oh, like, don't cuddle me after sex or something, you know? Do you find that weird? Like, even if you, it's just, like, something that's, like, a one-night stand or maybe somebody you're just having sex with, um, do you find it weird to cuddle with a person that you don't have, like, an intimate connection with? No. Me neither. I always I thought mean, that was weird how people were like, oh, I can't. I can only cuddle certain people after sex, you know?
1: No, I don't really care. I mean, like if if I have like a if I hook up with a guy that like, you know, I don't really know that well, but it's just like a hookup thing, and then like we like end up cuddling after Like, I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? But
2: it doesn't make you like super uncomfortable.
1: No, I don't really care. I, don't know. I mean I cuddle with like and I could cuddle with anyone to be real. Actually, no, not anyone. <laughs> Let me lie. I'm lying. Not anyone. But I can cuddle with people who like I'm not attracted to at all. Like I could cuddle with like my friends, mm. like my fr- like, I could watch movie and like have like my friend like lay in like their lap or like you know what I mean like yeah. I don't really care
2: okay yeah, that's fair or like
1: sit really close to them like girls do like weird shit like that yeah girls Sometimes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I don't cuddle with my friends but I- yeah
1: but um <laughs> I could I could definitely cuddle with my guy friends too is that weird maybe it is weird
2: yo this is a, this is good
1: <laughs> I don't know I this feel is like, like the dancing I could-
2: with your friends kind of conversation
1: oh. I definitely- my like friends. whining
2: on your friend or something. I whine
1: on all my guy friends. Hey. All my guy friends have definitely caught a bubble for me. Your,
2: your guy friends that are in a relationship?
1: <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. You tell it on yourself. <laughs> I've definitely had it happen where I have guy friends who are in a relationship and. They've caught a bubble for me. But to me, I could get I could care less. Deep. And that's between you and your girl.
2: Damn. Okay.
1: Like and okay, so yeah. Yeah. So it Okay.
2: It is a gray area.
1: It is a gray area, yes, but it's like okay, so but also that's between you and your girl. It is. And it I is. never init- I've never initiated it. That's another thing too. So if I'm at a party and I have a guy I've had a part I've been to a party and I've had a guy friend there, and like I said, completely platonic, like never hooked up, never nothing. Like we've just been friends. And his girlfriend wasn't at the party. And, I, you know, a song came on and he'll come up behind me. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, no, you have a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. to me, it's like it, it's dancing. I don't like I don't care to, you yeah. know what I mean? And like I said, there's different. I've I said this before on the podcast, different levels of bubbling. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I bubble sure. guy friends, I'm like joking. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. ah, joking. Ah. But then when you bubble a guy you really like, you know, it's more. You can tell when it's more sexual, like it's more, yeah. you know, like I'm trying to bubble you to turn you on. But with my guy friends, I'm just like, you know, quick dance, yeah. ah, joking, ah, hey, hey, you know. I, but.
2: I, absolutely, I can say though, as somebody who isn't like I, I'm not like a dancer, you know, I don't yeah. dance. I'm not like that person. So if I'm like bubbling with someone, like it usually is like,
1: oh no, some
2: no, but like I no, but I, I also have that too. Like I have like my friends that I that I you yeah. know, will bubble or something like that, but I. I don't know. I'm not like it, it'll happen and I'll know. Okay, that's fine. But like, I, I don't seek that out, you know, like I'll, I, I've never been that type. So
1: yeah, I mean, like yeah. I said, I've
2: dancing is always to me because I'm not a dancer. It's been like, a it's
1: been like thing. a sexual thing for you. Not
2: ex- like always, obviously you can dance <laughs> with your friend or anything, but I've never been the one to like, like, you know, go for it. Yeah, that,
1: no, you know? I have a lot of guy friends who are like Caribbean or like Jamaican or whatever. So they like to bubble. So, you know, they come up behind me. I'm, them. I'm not going to diss them. They're my, they're my nigga. I'm going to look a yeah, yeah. one, two, like, you know, quick bubble, 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 But, you know, then, some
2: it can be an issue in some relationships, some people. You know.
1: But that's between like I said, that's between yeah. you and your girl. So if your girl don't want you bubbling other girls, and if she doesn't want you even bubbling your friends, don't come up behind me. Respect. That's not my job Respect. to tell you that your girlfriend doesn't want you bubbling things. That is your. Don't do it then. Yes. But I'm going to assume if you come up behind me and you want, like, a quick little bubble because you want, like, a quick dance. I'm assuming that your girlfriend doesn't care, or I don't know if you're gonna tell her. I don't, that's not my business. Yeah. But to me, I don't consider bubbling like, like, like I said, there's levels. So when I bubble my guy friends, I know I'm not gonna bubble with some crazy, like sexual dextadaps call me if you know what I mean? Like it's not, even though like, I could do a fun bubble to that too, but you know, that song's a little <laughs> more like, yeah. hey, you know? But, um, yeah, I, I'm just never gonna bubble my guy friends where it's like, oh yeah, then you know when you bubble and you try to fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. or of you course. know there's sexual tension. There's a different type of bubble.
2: I just try and avoid it altogether. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I also if like it, if, if that's not the situation. You yeah, know?
1: like if my if my man was at a party and you know he got a quick bubble from a girl, I don't care. I
2: don't know. I'm just. I feel like if I was like a better dancer, I'd probably be more like
1: that. Maybe, but he like also, but also, I'm not gonna be. Like, if I'm in a relationship, I'm not going to be in a corner with a nigga bubbling him the whole night or majority of the night. Like I said, it'll be maybe like 10 seconds max, a little quick, like, hey. And I've been out with a guy that I'm seeing and we're at a party and like a guy from behind me, I'll do a little, hey, jokey, jokey. And then that's it. And he'll never get mad. Or the guy I was talking to never got mad. So it's like, whatever.
2: That's good if that can have like that. That seems like good communication. Yeah, if, if you can. Uh, but it when but
1: thing. there's certain shit where it's like he was doing something like I'm like that that whatever he like what to, you just calm did. The fuck down. Yeah, that there's been a situation where like yeah we've been at a party. I'm like that that's a no. And I I literally like went up to my like grabbed his neck and I was like that don't do it again. You're pushing your boundaries now. You're having fun. You're having too much fun. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Enjoy yourself a little too much.
1: You're having too much fun. Stop smiling. No, I'm
2: joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, mm-hmm. this is our last episode. For I think we touched on yeah. some great topics to end off, you know.
2: Yeah. I can't believe I told that story. <laughs> yeah. I, know we I don't know there. if the
1: girl listens to this, but she's fucking nasty. I
2: hope she does. I've told other stories about her like this on this podcast. Really? I've. You know what? Any crazy story I've told about, like, sex or anything. Has I been her? <laughs>
1: Look
2: at me giving way too much exposition. Oh, Jesus. No. She deserves it. I don't click that. She's up. nasty.
1: Anyways, bring the wheel quickly so I can spin it. Right, let's I've go. never let's spun go, let's our go. wheel before, so everyone's been telling me, why don't you guys ever spin the wheel? Really? Yeah. People have actually messaged me and said, oh, we should spin. I should spin the wheel. So I'll spin the wheel. But if it, I'm letting you know right now, my DMs are kind of hot. So are my text messages. So if it lands on past the phone, I'm not going to read any. Actually, maybe, I'm not passing you the phone. I'll choose with DM to read. Respectfully. You guys are not going to get that much from me, because like I said, my DMs are a little bit of a...
2: You remember, we had Tresor and Sherry on here, like, reading DMs. Yeah.
1: (laughs) like Literally reading them out loud. Look at this.
2: Look at this. We got so,
1: all right. All right, ready? Yeah. Got me? Yeah, I got you. Sex text off. Fuck!
2: All right.
1: Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, so I have to. Oh God. All right.
2: So. Do I get to choose the keyword?
1: <laughs> yeah, you could choose some keywords and see if I have any um, words in there.
2: What are very sexual words
1: then? I don't know. Just give me some what keywords are so words? I can.
2: Uh, throat. Oh Jesus Christ! Have you been proclaiming yourself as a throat goat to these men? Let's. To these see. light-skinned men in the streets we know okay You've expressed uh, to the podcast there's your, one your new affinity
1: okay so okay the most recent ones are like my friend talking about that she had a sore throat because she had um
2: yeah it's the season
1: yeah so the one of them is like <laughs> okay so the the first sexual one is a it's a group chat it's me my friend alicia and dre uh, and dre um sent us a tweet and it was like Uh, what the tweet was? What would you not do for five million dollars? And someone quote tweeted and said, "Fuck a white man," Ah. (laughs) and then Dre sent it in our group chat, and he was like, "Uh, would any of you guys fuck a white man for five million dollars?" And then Alicia was like, "Chris Evans, me please." And I said, "Put Travis Kelsey in my throat." Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is my white MCM. The NFL player. Oh, he plays for, what's it called, sorry. Kansas City? Yeah, I know exactly who he means. Yeah, so I said put Travis Kelsey in my throat. Um, <laughs> that's your white king? That's my white king.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Chris Evans makes sense. He's Captain America. I think
1: Travis Kelsey is fine as fuck. Okay. He is elite milk. Okay, okay. Um, another oh. throat one. Oh, God. Oh, God. So this guy yeah. that I was talking to... Um, This was a long time ago, because it's another sexual one. Not a long time ago. It was when I was in Atlanta and he was talk like we were like talking whatever. And he was like, this is him. He said, talking like this, I might fuck around and fly to ATL. I need it in the back of your throat. Damn. My family's gonna fucking be disgusted with me.
2: Good lord.
1: Um yeah, honestly, him and I have said throat a lot of times, so I'm just not gonna read it.
2: No, oh, we. This this is what you landed. No, absolutely not. No, this is what we paid for. Me? This is what people subscribe for. They tune in on the TikTok and follow. No, we, no. no I think
1: my I my, I have family listen to this. I know,
2: I know. I, I, I think th-
1: honestly, him and I just talk about my throat a lot. So I'm not gonna read every single one.
2: So if you're Zoe's family, just know she is having extensive,
0: deep conversations. <laughs>
2: About the capabilities of her throat. But just know. There's always a treachery.
1: Stop! Okay, is that the only <laughs> word? Are we done? Are we done? I spun the wheel. We're good. We're good. That's what we're relentless Yeah, <laughs> Yeah! Uh, thank you! Ending season two on a it high note. Worse. I'm <laughs> going to fucking no, I'm gonna end this episode right here. Okay, okay. I'm going to thank everyone for rocking with us for 19 episodes, Sorry. following us, subscribing to our channels. We getting paid, so thank you so much. Um <laughs> My heart is filled with everyone who supports us, like genuinely and truly. Me so too. I'm really excited to end this season. I'm super excited for what we have in coming next season. Me
2: too, man. I um, like, this
1: is. Yeah. It's
2: about to be, so, like, it's, it's going to take, it's, getting, it's going to getting a higher there. place. We're
1: getting there. And every single person who has come on and taking time out of their days to, you know, come on our show and be a guest, my heart is yours. Your heart is mine. Mi casa su casa. If you ever want to come back, hit us up. And, you know, hopefully we're going to give you guys more. And oh, we will. We, Not hopefully, we will give you guys more. We know that. The and, fact. you know, it's, this it, is great. This is just, I, I don't really have much words for it other than. You know what it is
2: Season 3 Everything is Next year good. Everybody that partook in this You know We so, appreciate yeah. you So yeah Everyone's
1: listening Happy holidays Stay safe relentless. Wash your hands Um. Happy New Year Stop touching niggas with your hands Stop touching niggas with your hands touching niggas <laughs> with your hands <laughs> We're relentless No more fucking cases Stop touching niggas with your hands, no no. no. with your hands. Yes And Not part You know Take your vitamin C All that good shit Stay safe Get some oregano oil We'll see you guys in 2022. (laughs) Woo! Cheers. Zoe,
0: mama, I go relentless. What up, Zoe? Relentless. What up, Zelt?
1: Can't believe I read that. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.